You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. How are we all doing, guys? It's time for Slopes Cast, episode insert number here because we've been doing this for about a year now just getting me and there. you we're doing about a year it's pretty good isn't it yeah getting there i think we're about a month away from the year so Ooh, nice 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 <sighs> exciting stuff so it was about this time uh oh it's a little bit longer than that because about a year oh, and a month ago potentially something like that where basically we first brought up about this new war of the worlds game that was coming out which i played last thursday <laughs> that like was that. my suggestion yeah great guys <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not feel sorry for uh, feel sorry for that because it's been the source of great entertainment. I kind of want to go back and keep playing it. Like I kind of want to be the main speedrunner to that game. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> yeah, could, that's a very uncontested territory there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the competition's too fierce. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, Chevmatic has uh, brought up about the fact that there is a Darker Skies game. There is a sequel to that. Some for some reason, there is a sequel that exists. Yeah, you've got to uh, complete the first before you get onto the sequel. Eat your peas. Mm-hmm. Eat your peas. Absolutely. Is it terrible, says Jeff Mianowski? It is indeed terrible, Jeff. Terrible, terrible, terrible indeed. But guys, we're not going to hear. Uh, we're not here talking about terrible games. Well, we might be. We might be. Um, well, Grizzly, talk us through. What are our six topics of conversation today? So for this week on the Slopes Cast, we are looking at PlayStation Home inexplicably being resurrected by fans because because yeah, Astro Smash, which is the latest Amico game to get a deep dive. The Sorry. Golden Joysticks winners for 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to take a look at those as well. Um, a couple of D-makes in the form of Street Fighter 2 and Castlevania Symphony of the Knights for the NES. Then we're going to take a look at the N64 being added to the compatible consoles list for the Polymega. One of my uh, one of my topics, that one, as you could probably tell. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a quick chat with Dan and ask him some probing questions. I think we're going to be asking us some questions. It's not all about me. This is is becoming the Grizzly cast as much as it is the Soaps cast. We'll be asking you those same questions as well. Well, Don't tell the audience that. We don't want the view count to go down, (laughs) do we? Well, uh, for people that are only just tuning in, we were discussing earlier that Grizzly will be coming onto the uh, uh, podcast, hopefully from next week, we'll see, in visual form. So uh, keep an eye out for that because... He's coming. We've got to try and work out how we're going to do this. I've already got so many, so many windows open. Look, there's there's the script over there. We've got chat windows. There's OBS. We've got Twitch. Then we've got the actual stuff that gets broadcasted from here. There's a lot going down. Now I need to find space for Grizzly's face. 
face as well. Um, yes. So uh... <laughs> I hope you have a wide lens camera, uh, like <laughs> view, viewfinder for me. I, I see where you're going with it. I see. I see. Well, guys, <laughs> make sure if you are listening to this potentially uh, on all those podcast services, don't forget you can watch in live over on Twitch or on YouTube as on Slope Extra. And um, yeah, uh, from next week, you might even be able to see his face. No promises, but within the next couple of weeks, before the end of the year, that's for sure. That's for sure. That's for sure. But guys, it's time to get into topic number one. Is it not? It is. Yeah. So uh, mm. of all of the things to be resurrected, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're looking at something which was um, completely abandoned six years ago. And up until this point, I didn't realize there was a following for. Nope. So PlayStation Home, if anyone remembers, is a like kind of a social hub that they created for the PS3 platform. <laughs> it was. Um <laughs> It was kind of like Second Life. Yeah, that's a great way of describing it. Yeah, Uh, very um, uh, clean Second Life. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like um, it's it's like PlayStation's answers to avatars. Or I don't know, did avatars come before or after PlayStation Home? Possibly after. Mm. Um, But the idea was you'd be able to dress up your own avatar and customize clothing, and then be able to walk and talk amongst your fellow PlayStation fans. What it was good for uh, is when you had the big social, uh, big like E3 event, or you know you had special offers only available through PlayStation Home. Like I think at one point they gave away PS1 games, um, but other than that, <laughs> it was a bit I don't know creepy in a way because there was a like if you had a female avatar you would constantly get grinded up upon by (laughs) every male avatar. I don't remember much about it, but I remember that being a thing. Yeah, and then you had the people doing the monkey dance in a in a row. That's pretty much it. I mean, basically, what you're seeing on the on the screen there. Um, there was there wasn't much to write home about about PlayStation Home. But yeah, it was a hell of an experiment, to say the least, amongst the many experiments that PlayStation Three had, like folding at home, which is basically how cryptocurrency is being mined today. That kind of thing. It's a weird one. Um. I didn't play it that much. Uh, I got into the PlayStation 3 quite, not not towards the end of its life, but definitely, you know, two, two, two thirds in potentially. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I played it a little bit, not too much, but I do remember checking it out on other people's systems. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was fine, but it, 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 for me, I didn't play it much because I didn't really see it serving too much of a purpose. You know, having to buy digital items to make your home look all pretty, um, which essentially was like you had your own little apartment in, uh, in in within PlayStation Home, and then you could walk yeah. around and interact with people. Um, I would walk around, I would dance in front of someone, and then I'd turn it off and play a video game because that that's just I, I I it was just something I was just wasn't interested in, in all honesty. But you know um, what's really weird about looking at all of this footage again, yeah. like when I think about it, this is basically what GTA Five Online became. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it just became a social thing where you can kind of mess around and do mini games like bowling or, you know, just dancing at people. Mm. And that's kind of how I see GTA Five Online, despite, of course, all of the Grand Theft or Grand the Theft and the Autos. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. In, in, with that in mind, do you think it would be more successful now if they did this? I, you know what, I think it would be mm-hmm. simply because this kind of experience is the is is almost the norm at this point, and yeah. um, it really comes to 
it really stands to reason that this might be the reason it's back is because people remember this being somewhat revolutionary. Um, so let's talk about how this came to pass. So the, how this was rebuilt, essentially, was a lot of people canvassed um, PlayStation 3 owners and said, look, if you've got any of the PlayStation Home um, like data on your console, can you please share it with us and we will attempt to rebuild PlayStation Home? And that's exactly what they've done here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very dedicated and very small effort to bring this back. And I'll tell you what, they've done a bloody good job. They have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking why, but then how could I possibly yeah. be that person when I, when I want game preservation to, 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 to be a thing that more of it, more of that, you know, and this is, yeah. this is perfect. It reminds me of when they, um, they're trying to, uh, bring back a lot of the original teletext pages and the way they can do that is by finding the VHS tapes and actually taking the code that you can't really see when watching those old recorded VHS tapes off the telly and then actually being able to recreate the original pages, um, from teletext um uh, which is a wow that's such a hardcore dedication to be able to do that sort of thing but you know uh people uh the fact that people are doing it it's it's awesome it's not something that i would personally do but i'm very interested when i when uh when when this sort of stuff happens it's it's awesome yeah and when we were discussing this yesterday i think i raised a, a fairly good point and that was if you if you were like waiting for a game to be like remade you know, um, would you want people to start off with, say, I don't know, Final Fantasy, or yeah. would you want them to start off with something like this? Yeah, get it to work and make it look really good, and then for people to get to work. I mean, the the, the good thing about this kind of thing is because no one's like really necessarily asking for it, but it is technically impressive. Mm. And when you consider that remastering efforts are basically done in the same way, can you imagine what these the the prospects that have opened up for the guys behind this, I I think this is nothing but a good thing, and mm. I'm gonna throw that stamp on there. Um, it is, because, it is. I'm, yeah. I I mean, I'm seeing people like Sarah in the chat saying, uh, "Sorry, it's not my thing. No one needs this." <laughs> and and you know, yeah. you're not you're not wrong. I I I'm. This will probably be the last time I ever like bring it up because uh, I'm not interested in in hacking my PlayStation Three to be able to do something like this, but. I'm happy that it exists because, you know, like it's game preservation and we are moving into a world uh, where certain things within games reservation is getting harder. And it's crazy to think that. I mean, because we're all crazy. We we want our we want our eight bits, sixteen bits, thirty twos, Nintendo sixty four, Dreamcast, you know, all that sort of stuff. We want all of those lost games to come back, and it's going to be. And you know, if there's lost pieces of media, or even in the PC space, whatever, we want that stuff to come back because we yeah. we we adore game preservation. We want that stuff to come back as much as possible. However, uh, as we move into a world where a lot of stuff's being placed onto servers, and especially with um, uh, mobile phone games and stuff like that. I think the the, the 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 kids of nowadays, when they grow up and if they're interested in game preservation, uh, a lot of people would have grown up playing on these sort of systems and they're going to be incredibly hard to be able to get that sort of stuff back. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's um, it's good that this yeah. sort of stuff is happening. Um, it's This is definitely going to be easier than trying to do the same sort of thing with uh, mobile phone games. Uh, regardless, it's 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 exciting. Yeah. I mean, and and it's PlayStation. It's one of the big one of the, the one of the big three. Uh, you know. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, but, you're t- you're yeah. talking about like a situation here. Like game preservation isn't about the good stuff. It's about everything, warts and all. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to things like PlayStation Home, which was 
really just a side experiment for PlayStation, another way in which they could sell PlayStation Network titles or, you know, another thing they could try and call out as being a unique selling point of the PS3. It it was in very it had a big danger of just being lost to time. Mm. And whether or not that's important to you, well, I I feel like it is because having access to this piece of history, whether it's good or not, um, it just paints a picture of what gaming was like back in 2008, 2007, 2008. That's right. And that's important, I feel. Absolutely, absolutely. Sky Blue Monty, oh baby, who is this handsome man? Don't know who you're talking about, but I'm going to think, I'm going to guess it's me. Until next week, potentially, because that's when we're getting Grizzly back on the camera. Oh, or onto the camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much else to say here. PlayStation no. Home is coming back for the hardcore people that really want PlayStation Home to come back. I kind of don't care, but uh, like I say, at the same time, it's good that it's happening. I'm going to give it a go. Do. You are? Yeah. Have you got a hack yeah, of PlayStation 3? I, I do not, but that can easily be rectified. I do have two of the things. Uh, yeah, I've got a, I've got a fair few PlayStation 3s. I need to... It's easier <laughs> to come across PlayStation 3s than it is PlayStation 3 controllers. I don't think I've got one working PlayStation 3 controller, but I've got at least three PlayStation 3s. It's ridiculous. I don't know how I've ended up in that situation, but that situation I have ended up in. <sighs> there we go. PlayStation 3. Uh, PlayStation Home on PlayStation 3. It's coming back if you want to play it. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to topic number two. Oh, topic number two. I just remembered what topic number two is. We're talking about the Amico. Yes. Right. So Not a week goes by. Not a week <laughs> without an Amico. We there said we last week. I like that. A week without an Amico. Um, yeah, we said last week that it would be in, uh, in television's best interest for them to be uh, drip feeding this information on the lead up to the game's uh, release. We were both a little bit lukewarm. To, I think more, uh, you, you was a little bit less impressed than I was about the tank game that they showed off last week. Tank battle or battle tank, whatever they decide they're going to be calling it. And this week we've got Astro Smash. Now, I've not spoken to you about this at all, except for the fact that, you know, hey, let's talk about Astro Smash. Okay. So I'm interested, Grizzly. What do you think on uh, Astro Smash? Right. So let's be real for a moment. <laughs> I didn't like the look of battle tanks. Mm -hmm. um, when we discussed it, yes, last week I kind of like went uh, uh, around it. Um, but I, you know, compared to compared to Astro Smash, from what I've seen of it, uh, battle tanks just looks really poor now because Astro Smash actually looks like a lot of fun. It yeah. looks like the kind of thing that would have been, you know, like a five pound downloadable. Uh, on the Xbox 360 back when that first launched. Um, in fact, exactly down to like the the kind of uh, aesthetic, the yeah, kind of gameplay. Yeah. Um, and it looks like something I would have definitely tried to push for the full 200 gamer points that you would have got out of it. <laughs> it's, right. uh, it, it looks like fun. It looks like a Geometry Wars type minigame, which is exactly the kind of thing I wanted to see pitched at Amico. And, yeah. you know, <clears throat> the deep dive goes into uh, a bit of detail about the gameplay, but really it's, you know, it's left and right. You shoot up and then yeah. you get power ups and what have you. But 
it looks I mean, like it's got the benefit of some modern hardware, and it looks like it runs at a decent frame rate, which is more than I can say about the likes of Battle Tanks. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. Um, Battle Tanks, um, I don't know if that was one of the six that comes with it. Um, if it isn't, I'm not going to be rushing to get to it. Um, however, uh, this is one of the games that comes with the system, if I'm not mistaken. And um, considering it is a little freebie that comes with it, hey, I'm excited about that. I think that's pretty cool. Um, it is a game I'm actually genuinely quite excited for. Um, from what I've heard from people that have played it, the, um, the, the, the controller actually is pretty good uh, for this particular one. The way it uses the controller is pretty good. I mean, it's essentially just left and right, but when you tap the or flick the uh, the actual screen, it actually makes you shoot in that particular direction. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, for people that don't know what, what the game looks like, maybe you're listening in, it is essentially, if you imagine Space Invaders without the uh, little bases that you hide underneath and you're just shooting up, shooting comets, it's, it's a reimagining, again, of a classic uh, uh, in television yeah. game. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously you can uh, get different uh, power-ups to your ship, uh, you can get the double shot, you can do all that sort of stuff. Uh, sometimes the, uh, the comets that are shooting down will bounce around and you'll need to hit them more than once. Um, I think as a multiplayer game, it's going to be good fun. I'm personally someone that has spent a lot of money uh, importing uh, uh, things like Space Invaders for the uh, Nintendo Switch, just so I can get like the crazy weird uh, multiplayer versions that are only available on that particular game. So, you know, I mean, I mean that's proof that I've bought games like this in the past, and I'm, I'm going to be doing it again with this. This is this game that I'm genuinely quite interested in. Um, my only worries about the game is uh, as good as a, as good of a game as it does look uh, as a multiplayer game. You know, if I've got people like Grizzly Round and we're playing this, it should it will be a good time. There's there's pretty much no doubt about that yeah. as long as it plays correctly and it and it feels nice, no lag, all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know how much of a single player game it is in yeah. this. Uh, I mean, it's like a high. It's a high score thing. I think that's where it really gets its like strength. But you know, high score games only last so long, and that's where you'll need infrastructure like online leaderboards and you know the friends list to play against. I mean, Geometry Wars was great. Oh, for sure. uh, A forum I go on because we were super competitive about it. Yeah, I think one of my uh, one of the guys on there he he reached pretty damn high in the worldwide rankings as a result of a very petty feud which was just fun to watch unfold yeah i um, mean uh we, we all knew that one person that was incredible at that game and it may even be you the person that was incredible at that game when you watch people that are incredible at that game you're like how are you doing this it's yeah ut- utterly bonkers um and i'd like to think you're going to be able to get the same sort of feeling uh with this so i mean I'm, I'm excited for this and like i said it's one of the free games that comes with it um I think it looks quite cool. Uh, like I said, it would be in television's interest to to, to keep drip drip feeding information. Um, they don't necessarily have to give us another deep dive, uh, but give us some some kind of other informational thing uh, or yeah. another little demonstration or whatever it will be for the next week, possibly two. No, I reckon within the next week. I mean, it's in the run up to Christmas. It's definitely in their interest to be doing this sort of stuff weekly. Uh, so I'll be interested to see what they show off next. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. I like I say, I'm not thrilled at how much of a single player game is here, but though, but like I said, or like you said, uh, if, if this is a um, uh, like a Geometry Wars esque thing where it's all about that high score, then yeah, this, this should be good fun. Yeah, it's also the side the the one thing I am really worried about with this deep dive series, and I, I think you know if another one comes up, we'll continue to 
uh, talk about it because the Amico has been of great interest recently. I don't mm. think that's unfair to say. Um, but when it comes to uh, the likes of um, these deep dives, I really, I, I am really worried <laughs> that the 17 minute video consists of pretty much the entire game. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, it could probably be dull down to five minutes because i think you you are probably right there's there's very little that they're not showing you uh one of the only things they they are not showing you in fact actually is the fact that the uh that there's there's some kind of hidden menu on the actual uh system itself um which they don't explain what it is they said they'll keep that bit secret so i mean i actually think that's a good thing that they're keeping something secret here um yeah i want to be a little bit surprised when i get the game um but no i mean I'm, I'm yeah i'm looking at gameplay footage of it now when they're shooting up these um uh into these ufos and having to use uh their shields at certain times i think it's a cool idea it, it, it's it's not it's not an uh an original idea this sort of stuff's been done a million times before but uh like i say i am someone that spends silly money importing weird space invader versions yeah. of games uh on, on the switch so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm all over this i think this looks cool I think Dan's the sole reason that the um, Space Invaders is still going as a franchise. <laughs> I do own them. two different versions of Space Invaders, and I own this mental big uh, 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 ceramic image that a company sent me uh, in my game room, uh, which has just found itself a couple of uh, partners. I've got a cotton one that goes right next to it, and uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, the, 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 new, the new Darius game. Big, uh, big, big images up on my, next to my dance mat in my game room, uh, and eventually next to my arcade machine when I do get when I do get that. So yeah, there we go. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I'm excited for this. It's good to get some uh, good good news on the old Amico. Um, I think this is a good one. I'll be interested in seeing what they show off next. Yes, indeed you do. Now, guys, let's chat about the Golden Joystick Awards. That came on in 2021. Mm. Do you care much about the Golden Joystick Awards? <laughs> it's always interesting to see like the award shows, the games, because they always feel like they're not really quite there yet. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. We've, we've seen we've seen that with the Game Awards, um, which happens with Jeff Keighley and what have you. I will say he's done a lot to try and make that a real thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to make the Oscars, but I think Golden Joystick is the one that's really gotten as far as it possibly can i mean they've they've even used the same kind of like imagery as the oscars these days you can tell they're trying to really legitimize it and people put a lot of stock into uh these awards mm-hmm. my only big concern with award shows is that they're often awards are often bought but i'm not going to suggest that about some of the awards here because genuinely i think some of these are well deserved so um well, let's go for let's them. talk about some winners yeah, yeah let's have a little look so best storytelling life is strange true colors played life is strange can't say i have it's Neither not really uh, <laughs> it, it seems like a game that's a bit too much about feelings for my liking so yeah i mean it's yeah. um a very well loved game and i know it's a big story game so i can understand why it won it i've never played it got real no interest yeah. in doing so either um best multiplayer game it takes two that is on the top of my i need to play that game and i've heard that it is a fantastic multiplayer game yes the problem is is that people assume that i have friends to play with and that's their mistake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, it wouldn't have been 2021 but i still think the best multiplayer game we've had in the last few years is uh overcooked i think that game is just mm. unreal unreal 
Uh, I, that, that, that deserves to win every single year. Now, here we go. Best audio. Resident Evil Village. Deserved. Oh, yeah. Very, very yeah, good. It's, it, that's a great game. The audio is fantastic. And, yeah. Uh, um, I don't really know what else could have like competed. Really, we should look at the nominees um, as well. Let me just bring those up. On yeah, my... Avaganders, Avaganders. I'll be interested to see what it what it won against. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I I really enjoyed my time with Resident Evil Village. I don't play many new gen games. Um, uh, when I do, I really really sink, uh, it gets sucked in, or they don't suck me in straight away, and that's it. I just won't continue playing. Um, Resident Evil Village from the get go, I was so into that game um in fact yeah. on the lead up to it i played through uh the resident evil game that came out before it seven 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 what, mm. what was what was it kitchen the kitchen one yeah um and uh God, i love that game as well i think that's a scarier game kitchen but um yeah village it was a bit looks. it was a bit too full-on i feel at some points kitchen was um, uh, yeah, so Resident Evil Seven Biohazard was that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. yeah, yeah. Thing. Um, it was good. Uh, it was just, yeah, as I say, a bit too full on. I don't like games that fill too much with dread. I do like it when there's a bit more action to break things up. Yeah, really was Resident a lot Evil more action based. Yeah, it stood out for me. And then Resident Evil Four is the don when it comes. Still to need Resident to play it. I still need to get through that game. I, I, I've played it a little bit, but I've never given it a lot of time i need to try it again i feel like i might have yeah. waited too long and now i'm going to see the cracks in the old style of game um, but no you got the you got the new remake of it coming out so maybe i'll maybe i'll hit that one maybe i will yeah um, so um not yeah. nominees for best audio was returnal jets the far shore sable little nightmares 2 resi and the artful escape um returnal was good uh, had some really good audio moments mm-hmm. um but it's not little nightmares too. I thought that was pretty good on the um, uh, audio side. But again, it's 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 eerie, spooky, horror like audio, and it's it's up against Resident Evil Village. <laughs> like it was good, but it yeah. was up against Resident Evil Village. So, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, so yeah, there we go. Uh, best visual design. Um, who, who were the nominees? So the nominees were Ratchet and Clank: Rift Apart, Psychonauts mm-hmm. Two, The Artful Escape. Oh, that's another name coming up again. Little Nightmares 2, Hitman 3, uh, okay. and Genesis Noir. Okay. Ratchet and Clank definitely deserved to win. And it did. Ratchet Ooh. and Clank. <sighs> oh, what, no. what was you going to say? Well, go, on, go on. Psychonauts 2, man. Psychonauts 2. That game is so visually unique, it hurts. Um, I, I, yeah, it, okay, I need to try it. I need, I, I, I've, I've seen it. I've not played it through myself. So Yeah. Sorry, there's, I'm going to be massively biased towards Psychonauts 2. Uh, it's just fantastic. Fair enough. I, for for me, though, I mean, it's um, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of games on my PlayStation 5. Uh, you know, like, uh, it's ridiculous. Things like Astrobot and obviously Resident Evil Village and stuff like that. And I played a bit of Assassin's Creed, but I, I ended up selling it because I wasn't feeling it. Sackboy didn't really do too much for me. Um, yeah. But uh, Ratchet & Clank, I was like, wow, this is next-gen graphics. This is utterly fantastic it looks so good uh so um for me that wins but like i say i i, I can't compare because i haven't played through psychonauts uh two yet uh nor have i played the next game <laughs> this is the best podcast couple of these, these two hosts here best game yeah. expansion ghost of uh Tsushima. uh Icky yeah we won't Island go through nominees on that because i'm i'm none of the wiser and a lot of them apart from doom eternal the ancient gods um 
I'm really surprised though because Super Mario Bowser's Fury was so well received. Oh that yeah, would be in this category as well. Was yeah, that was I'm that one really of the nominees? It was. God, oh, that should have won. Like, I thought that was almost better than the game that came for it, and that original game is fantastic. Yeah, I suppose it was like the. Uh, oh wow! You, you know, some, sometimes these games get chosen just mm. out of spite. And nobody likes Mario winning anything these days because, you know, he's won so much. Let someone else have a chance. Yeah, yeah that's what I like to think anyway. Absolutely. Fair enough. Oh, you should have won that. That was bloody good. And even, like, I'm not into Smash, but I, if some of those... Would they be expansions, the, um, the DLC characters? I don't really know. There probably wouldn't be an expansion, to be fair. It's just DLC, yeah. isn't it? Okay, okay. Um... You've got uh, League of Legends Wild Rift was the mobile game of the year. Okay. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, I suppose it's a bit too early for Pikmin Bloom to be any kind of nomination, but I heard that's been getting good reviews. Um, Best gaming (laughs) hardware. Uh, Best gaming hardware. I can't really see the nominee. Oh, there it is. Uh, So, of course, you had the PS5, the Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, the RTX 3080, Nintendo Switch OLED or the Western Digital Black NVMe <laughs> NVMe SSD just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? it um, does. So really, the only competition here is PlayStation Five or Xbox Series X. Uh, don't be wrong; the OLED's nice, but it's an upgrade. It's not the new, powerful, brand new system within the Nintendo line. If it was the Nintendo Switch going up against the PlayStation Five and Series X, then yes, that would be. Uh, uh, there'd be some real competition there. So it's really out of PlayStation 5 and Series X. I'm with these guys. It's PlayStation 5 because I've got one behind me and I don't own a Series X because, in my opinion, there's not enough reason for me to own one yet. See, I always find that one will be the one that essentially pours the most most salt because Xbox is all about the hardware. Mm-hmm. That's like oh, okay. the primary focus. So, um, Whereas PlayStation 5, it kind of substitutes some specification in favor of the gameplay experience Mm -hmm. so to see that the playstation 5 wins the hardware stakes that's gotta hurt that's gotta hurt someone Mm. do we know what company put this uh golden joysticks thing together uh i have i think it's a magazine thing let me come back to you on that one okay okay we'll we'll get back to you on that one jeff that was a question from the chat there uh we got studio of the year capcom um obviously resident evil village is the big one uh there uh that they talked about what else have they done um i think they're i, I think they're quite deserving from what i, I remember they, I they've had up. monster hunter they've yeah. been working on street fighter 5 and you know they 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 really turned around a bad reputation mm-hmm of recent years, they seem to come and go in popularity. You've got uh, those, um, uh, the, the ghouls and ghosts thing that was really well received as well. Resurrection, yeah, yeah, that was good, yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. And then you've so, got people, uh, games for the uh, for the smaller crowd as well, as in not for the big AAA things, but there's some Ace Attorney stuff that's been going down as well. Um, uh, the Capcom Arcade Stadium thing for the uh, for the, for the Switch, so they're showing some love to their retro stuff, they deserve it. They deserved it. Mm. Yeah, that was a good, a good lineup. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite impressed with them actually. I think they've done all right. I think they've done all right. Uh, the best performer was Maggie Robertson, aka Lady. I can never say her surname. Dimitrescu. That guy. That one there. Hundred uh, percent deserved. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> loved it. Loved it. Resident Evil Village has won a lot. Yeah. So the next one is quite. It's kind of sad 
uh, in a way, because when you consider who won it, mm-hmm. uh, so it's the Breakthrough Award, and right. um, the the Breakthrough Award is usually like a newcomer thing, or you know, it's just their way of saying they finally made it. Um, but the person, the the company that won it was Housemark, and Housemark have been making games for well over a decade, and. Mm. So for those who aren't aware, Housemark made games like Super Stardust. Um, they've made the Zombie well, Nation. The, uh, the, Dead the PlayStation Nation. game Super Stardust. Yeah, that's a good they, game. <laughs> they, they made it way back when on the PSP. You know that, that's yeah, how yeah. long they've been I, I've going. got I've got the VR version of it. Yeah, yeah. But the the big buzzword for um, Housemark recently, of course, would be Returnal, which is an absolutely stunning game. So I can oh, absolutely yeah. see. And you can see that there has been some sort of a breakthrough. So they've gone from indie developer into a AAA one. Um, so, you know, that is well-deserved. But I do find it kind of sad that they've had to go a whole decade. They kind of remind me of the pulp of video games, you know, where they the pulp did 12 albums before they came out with Common People, you know. <laughs> it's that, that kind of thing. For sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's an award that was won. Yeah. Uh, best game community is Final Fantasy XIV, apparently. And also, uh, the Still Playing Award is also Final Fantasy XIV. Okay, yeah. the chiming in or anything there? I don't really. So uh, it's Final it. Fantasy. It's an MMO. Uh, it's not really one for me. No. So the, the, these are the juicy ones, the, the games of the year. Here um, we by go. the way, Here we just go. to answer a previous question. Um, Golden Joysticks is indeed run by Future Publishing, who also owned the Games Master name, hence the name Golden Joysticks, mm-hmm. which is the prizes given out by the Games Master when people did good. So, let's go. go into the, the fun stuff. So, PC Game of the Year. The nominees are Wildermyth, never heard of it. Chivalry <laughs> 2, yeah, it's alright. Old World, never heard of it. <laughs> Hitman 3, Pathfinder, and The Forgotten City. Hmm. Okay. I feel like they could have given give a few more awards than that. I mean, so many great play, uh, PC games come out. I mean, wasn't wasn't there an um, yeah. Age of Empires this year? I'm just trying to look it up. Uh, yeah, it was. Isn't there Age yeah. of Empires this year? Yeah. Um, Are they like just trying to go purely for exclusive stuff? Because maybe that's a that's a hard one to pick, really. PC yeah, because games, you had Psychonauts like, two on the PC as well, and 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 yeah, it takes but, two. But is that because they were coming out on console as well? I think so, yeah. Right, and or then obviously Deathloop as well. That was another one. Yeah. And everyone loves the new Battlefield, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Hitman Three won that one. Um, oh yeah, and, and and yeah, actually, God of Anarchy says Hitman Three is on the PlayStation Five. So no, that's not the case. Yeah. What a weird choice of nominations. That is a weird one. Hmm. Right. Moving on to more pressing matters. Doom Eternal came out. Was that within the last year? There's a new new Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. but I guess they're not considered PC games. There's an Ori game. I don't know if that might have fallen into the year before, but there's an Ori game. I think what they've done there is they've excluded everything that's on Game Pass or Xbox Game Pass. Interesting. Weird, weird nominations. Let's move on. The Steam category, you can call it. Okay, so Nintendo. Game of the year. Out of new Pokemon Snap. Neo, the world ends with you. Monster Hunter Rise. Bravely Default 2. WarriorWare, get it together. (laughs) And Metroid Dread. 
Yeah, it is my game of the year as well. Uh, is Metroid Dread? It's got to be one of the two on there that's actually published by Nintendo. Yeah, surely it's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there wasn't really much competition. I feel apart from maybe Monster Hunter Rise, Bravely Default is liked, but it's never going to garner the same level of votes as say a metroid game so no i think people are just really happy that finally that there's a new metroid game and everyone loves it yeah yeah i think so i think so i i i I played through that game really enjoyed it spent way longer than i needed to because i uh uh, i just went off you know browsing around rather than just shooting through the storyline which tells me that yes it was good enough for me just to not want it to end i wanted to keep playing um so uh yeah very good one there uh well done nintendo metroid uh dread was very good and for the first time in metroid's history if i'm not mistaken um it actually sold good numbers as well um yes. for nintendo it wasn't exactly one that um you know most of the time with metroid you know we all moan like why aren't you doing a new metroid and and for the most part you know it's, well, the games don't sell that well uh, you know we all love metroid prime and, and and obviously the 2d games as well they sell well enough but they don't sell gangbusters like other nintendo properties like your zeldas and what have you uh but this one did it was uh the best-selling uh, uh metroid game uh on release at least here in the uk it definitely was um so um uh that that tells me that i mean well you never know with nintendo but that tells me that yeah. hopefully they'll continue on with the franchise a little bit more although that was the roundup of the original story if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah I mean, the way the way I see it is people haven't really supported the Metroid franchise. I mean, it doesn't help that the time that the Metroid franchise has come up in the past is for consoles where the hardcore following had kind of like left Nintendo for a good while, mm-hmm. um, like the GameCube and the Wii. <laughs> yeah. um, so to actually see it uh, come back on the console, which is really, really popular, that's a really good sign that it's starting to sell well. And hopefully Nintendo learned from that. Um, but as you say, you can never really tell. Old uh, um, Birdman in the chat is saying there's not enough RPG love uh, in that in that category. And I know that obviously the older Nintendo players they love their RPGs. Um, yeah, you'd have to tell me what RPGs come out because I'm not an RPG player. <laughs> and it's nice to get yeah. Pokemon Snap in there as a as a suggestion as well. Yeah, I think um, I think the biggest problem here is that it really highlights. You know, but the the amount of games that we've seen this year, mm-hmm. um, which is really small considering you know what we should have got, um, mm-hmm. and it's all because of the likes of COVID and you know labor shortages and delays and all of that kind of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there was a new Hyrule Warriors as well, uh, which done quite well from what I remember. That wasn't announced, and I know uh, WarioWare was announced. And as good as you know, as great fun as that game is, it definitely, in my opinion, doesn't deserve to be nominated uh, over, like I say, what uh, Birdman's put there. Like, for instance, a um, uh, 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 like an RPG or something like that, because there really isn't a lot of game involved with WarioWare. As, as fun as it is, there's there's very little yeah. meat to the bone. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe Shimagami Tensei. I don't know if that if that was a port of another game, but that maybe that should have been on there. Uh, Pokemon Snap was definitely deserving um, to be on there. I, lo- I love that game. Um, I don't know if it's deserving to be on the best Nintendo game of the year, <laughs> um, but I do love that game. Mm. It's it's certainly a, a personal favourite. 
And I mean, um, I, I'd, I'd like to see some love for um, Hot Wheels. I think that's like brilliantly underappreciated than uh, the new Hot Wheels game. I know that's there's, again, there's probably not a lot of meat on the bone, but I think that's a really good game as well. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna like top game of the year things. Though. No, no, it isn't it's just a yeah. game I've enjoyed. <laughs> so this is where things get really strange. I yep. feel it's the Xbox game of the year. So this kind adds credence to a previous theory about the PC thing because it mm-hmm. involves Xbox and PC games from the Xbox stable. But weirdly, the nominees start off with Lost Judgment. Okay, which. I always more associated with the PlayStation because it's basically one of the Yakuza games, but they're making a real uh, song and dance about the fact that these these games are coming to Xbox. And to be fair, maybe they should, but I don't know if it's really what I would consider an Xbox game of the year. Maybe that's just the lack of uh, exclusive talking, but enough shade being thrown. Um, the other nominations are mm. The Ascent, Psychonauts okay. 2, Microsoft Flight Simulator, mm. The Artful Escape, and 12 Minutes. I wasn't even sure that 12 Minutes was already out, personally. Okay. That's, that's like that top-down like mystery thing where everything takes place in 12 Minutes. Um, but the winner is, I'm happy to say, is Psychonauts 2. In my mind, I don't really think there was too much competition. I mean, I'm not saying Flight Simulator and stuff like that aren't good. There is definitely a crowd for that, but it's a niche crowd. Um, more niche than Psychonauts 2's crowd, let's put it that way. And uh, yeah. from what I've seen and briefly played of Psychonauts 2, it's definitely deserving. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't have, I haven't got a lot of... Um, uh, I haven't played a lot of Xbox, but yeah. Unless yeah. Ori did was in this category, then Ori two should have been the winner, uh, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but I think that 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 pushed over to the year before. It was still twenty twenty, yeah. but just at the beginning of last year, I think that fell into the year before. Um, more games, Xbox, make more games because yeah, yeah, you can make them, and they are good. This one's a real kick in the teeth, I feel, for any PlayStation fan because I know people can see the. Uh, the results of the awards on your mm. screen. Um, but yeah, so the nominations are for PlayStation Game of the Year, Returnal, PlayStation exclusive, Deathloop, PlayStation exclusive, you can see where I'm going with this, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, PlayStation exclusive, Resident Evil Village on every Tom, Dick and Harry console, Death Stranding, Director's Cut uh, on Xbox and PlayStation, or Kinder Bridge of Spirits, PlayStation exclusive, Resident Evil Village wins! As the PlayStation game of the year. I've enjoyed it. It's a great game. It's not Returnal. Uh, it's definitely not Returnal. You think Returnal's better? Definitely. No. 100% better. Ratchet and also, and Clank. it's a PlayStation game. <laughs> yeah. you got Ratchet and Clank on there. And I feel like if we're adding uh, uh, games from studios, should Far Cry 6 not be on there? Like... Did that not do well? Mm. I Far Cry Six. I think it's too early for it to be in the oh, uh, okay, okay. the re- awards. But then again, I'm seeing stuff on here which I didn't even realize was out. Though so I I don't know. Old World Old World Soulstorm. Yeah, there's a PlayStation game for you. Yeah, it is. Hmm. 
don't think it's up where, there. Where is the Balan Wonderland, Wonderworld, uh, love? Come yeah, on. Yeah, where is it? Where is it? Where is it gone? You know, it's almost like people don't game. like that game. There was a time where I couldn't go on YouTube without someone talking about <laughs> that. And I, I just assumed it would be positively. Yep. More so than Psychonauts 2. <laughs> More people were talking about Balan than they were Psychonauts, which is a real shame. Which is a real shame. People love people love bad games. But um, yeah, I mean, Resident Evil Village deserves to win, uh, as in an, uh, which is eventually coming up like an ultimate game of the year. And I suppose it would be a bit of a kick in the teeth to the ultimate game of the year award when. But it doesn't make sense. Because no. Resident Evil Village should technically be Xbox's game of the year. Because. You can get Resident Evil Village on the Xbox, but Psychonauts beat Resident Evil Village. Psychonauts 2 beat Resident Evil Village. However, the ultimate game of the year, not to ruin it for everyone, is Resident Evil Village. How does that work? Weird. <laughs> it's not even better than Psychonauts. Mm, I, I, I enjoyed Resident Evil Village, um, but I did enjoy uh, Kitchen 7, Biohazard, whatever you want to call it, more. Yeah. But there we go. PlayStation Game of the Year is apparently Resident Evil Village. Not sure about that one. Yeah. Most Wanted Game, Elden Ring. I think that's a fair assumption to make. I think people... I've got my much... pre-order for that one. Yeah. I cannot wait. There you go. Absolutely. What, were there any other nominations for that one? Have you? Can you see those? Uh, it's a C, C, C. Most Wanted, Most Wanted. It's hard to tell because it's not in the same order that your right, okay. list is. Um. Most wanted games. So you got God of War Ragnarok, Horizon yeah. Forbidden West, Halo Infinite, Marvel's Midnight Suns, GTA Five Enhanced Edition, Ooh. Escape Four, Elden Ring, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. That should have come out like a year ago, I swear. Mm -hmm. um, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I was about 2. to say Breath of the Wild too. Surely, I mean, I think yeah. I I I'm gonna go with Elden Ring on this one. Yeah. Okay. We've all played Zelda before. <laughs> um, po Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Starfield, or Gotham Knights were the last choices. Starfield, I I feel like all we've seen so far of Starfield is a JPEG, mm. whereas El Elden Ring we can actually see it tangible tangible in the proof recently, and it's Dark Souls in an open world setting, and that's enough to sell me on it. One game I'm excited for because I, I, honestly I'm not an Elden Ring guy i'm not bothered about that personally but um one game i am excited for is um a game i've not even played the original for <laughs> called a plague tale um i liked the look of the original plague tale that's on my i need to play that one day uh list and then we've got a sequel coming out so like, oh i really need to go check out that original but I'm, I'm looking forward to the next plague tale i've even got a pin uh and a, and a vinyl soundtrack for the game <laughs> i need to get, get around to playing the game one day um the Critics' Choice Award went to nah. Deathloop. Deathloop, the game so that they just happen to like that the most, I guess. Yep, yeah, the game that they wouldn't shut up about until it came out, and then everyone shut up. It just went and now it's twenty five quid and sales like a month after it released. Yeah, <laughs> very strange. Very strange. I mean, it got good reviews. Yeah. Ultimate um, game yeah. of the year, as stated, was Resident Evil Village. Uh, do you see any nominations on that one? Yeah, this one deserves like the rundown of nominations because I don't feel that that's right. So you had Deathloop, uh, Psychonauts 2, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank, Wildermyth. Again, that game I've never heard of. Hitman 3, The Forgotten City, It Takes 2, Metroid Dread, and Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, 
I suppose Resident I Evil Village deserves to be up there. I know you're thinking Psychonauts 2 is better. Um, yeah, because it's fresh and exciting. Mm. It really is. And it's a, a game that took about 12 years to make and it didn't suck. That's impressive in its own right. Wildermyth looks weird. Wildermyth kind of looks like a poorly done... Um, what's, what? Some... What's what's that game called? Um, uh, uh, Advance Wars. I mean, I'm eating my own words because I'm looking straight at the recent reviews and all reviews, and they're all overwhelmingly positive, and there's thousands and thousands of them, so it's obviously a good game. I'm but... guessing that's the token indie darling uh, into, by integration there, because yeah. I've never heard of it until now. Should check that out. Should check that out. Party based RPG, apparently. Maybe I won't check it out. Right, and uh, okay. <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, the ultimate hardware of all time goes to PC. Okay, bit of a cheat, bit of a cheat that one. I would say so. I would say so because the the PCs of like the DOS era are way different than the PCs of today. Yeah, like, <laughs> and some. Yeah, bit, bit strange. It's... Bit of a strange. That's, that, that's that's an incredibly strange award. As is the ultimate game of all time award. What were the nominations for that? Ultimate game of all time. I, I think it's more of like a... Uh, you know how they would do like the industri- uh, industry legend like every year. Right. I feel like it's just like this is considered like a Hall of Famer. That's, that's as fair opposed enough. To being like, yeah. Ultimate game of all time? Maybe they need to reword that a little bit. I think they do because if it's like... An absolutely essential game, uh, which deserves like the place in a special pantheon amongst game franchises. I would agree. Dark Souls is, should be put up there. It's something that took the world by storm, and yeah. it's an absolutely niche thing that took the world by storm. I think it deserves some kudos for that. Um, Are there nominations for this? I assume there isn't. No, I didn't see any nominees. No, so this I think is it's just something that's just. Yeah. just just the industry fawning over something, you know. Um, I, I think it deserves it in that context, but Ultimate Game of All Time, that <laughs> that title has been created just to purely generate hatred. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, engaging. even my all-time favourite game, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, isn't the ultimate game of all time. Like, yeah. if, uh, you know, it, it, Ultimate Game of All Time, if it said Tetris next to it, I'd be like, okay, I understand that. And is that something that changes every year? Oh, it's not Tetris anymore, it's the original Mario uh... Brothers, or it's, you know, like, mm, that's a weird one. That doesn't make sense. I'm going to have a quick look at that, because I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I feel like I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Michael Town says the original Doom. Yeah, Doom. If this is a yearly thing, it makes sense. It makes a bit more sense. Uh, and it doesn't all have to be just constantly yet. retro games. But I feel like Tetris and Doom should... Yeah, definitely Tetris, because it arguably has never been beaten. Um, um, other than when Sega brought Columns out. Ooh! Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> strange strange no that's that's weird yeah it it kind of reads like a lifetime achievement award that's what i meant to say earlier right. um and they had used azuki a couple of years ago but no this is the first time they've done ultimate game of all time mm. so i 
don't know what's going on with that. Maybe it's just a new thing they're doing. I'm angry. Mm. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. It uh, Dark Souls, fantastic game. Deserving to be in some kind of top... I would go as far as maybe top 20. But or potentially top 10 in some people's eyes. Gr- ultimate game of all time. It's almost a joke to say it. Like, yeah. it's not... Um, so they did they did like a Hall of Fame back in 2016. I'm looking at all of the old winners now because, again, I'm angry. Um, <laughs> and they had Lara Croft in the Hall of Fame. And then they never did the... Oh, the, sorry, Hall of Fame, Final Fantasy a year later. And then they never did Hall of Fame ever again. Strange. So it's just a thing they're trying and it probably won't stick. Yeah. So if they never do it again... The ultimate game of all time is Dark Souls. Yeah. It's, it's it's a very bizarre thing to do because you could ask most people like what something like Tetris is and almost everyone will know what that is. Or like the original Pac-Man or something like that. Like everybody knows what it is. I Hell, if you've, got to do something, if you've got to do something recent, you look at Smash Ultimate. That's done a lot more than Dark Souls has. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're you're not wrong, actually. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, there's like, I'd say over fifty percent. Yeah, okay, I agree with. I, I mean, I I I wouldn't have that myself, but they're at least winners that that would be up there. So yeah, fair enough. But then they do throw in some weird curveballs. Ultimate game of the of the year. Um like for instance, uh Ultimate Game of the Year is Resident Evil Village, a game that came out on the Xbox, but the Xbox got a different game that beat it. It's very bizarre. Very bizarre. But I suppose you yeah. can't have Resident Evil Village winning three game of the years. Otherwise they'd look like a bit of a cop out of an award show. Strange. No, it just has two of them. Yeah. Strange. Mm. <sighs> Let's move on. Let's move on. This is why awards are silly. They are. They are indeed. You know what else is silly? Uh, re- demaking. I was about to say remaking. Demaking Street Fighter 2 for the NES. Now, as silly as that sounds, <laughs> it actually looks like it plays very fast and quite well. <laughs> Whoever is uh, demaking this has actually done a very good job. Um, yeah, this is solid. I mean, this isn't even the first 8-bit port of Street Fighter 2. It's not even the fifth. Because um, this came out in classic computers way back when. But it, it did not look as good as this. No, horrific. Um, the closest you would have on like the 8-bit platforms that would look anything like this is the Master System port, mm-hmm. which was um, released for Tech Toy in Brazil. And uh, it did not look, look as good as this. Yeah. It it just didn't. So um, kudos to this guy. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he put this together fairly quickly, and it is also playable on the actual NES hardware. That's what. That's 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 the that's the hacking that, that that separates the boys from the men. Like being able to put this stuff onto real hardware is that's incredible. That is yeah. very 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 cool. Um, so kudos to Fox Cunning. Uh, who's uh, showing off a little clip here uh, on Twitter. He's done a little demake of Street Fighter 2. Um, like I say, the most important thing about Street Fighter 2 is the speed and obviously the moveset and stuff. Um, so putting those two together and being able to play them on a NES and actually having a look at this good, it's yeah, great, great job. Really, really good job. Um, uh, if you're watching or listening, there are links down in the description. Go and check them out if you want to go show him some love. Tell him Slope sent you. 
Um, and uh, yeah, the same can also be said for uh, one that came out just a little bit too late for my Castlevania video. Uh, yeah. They have demade Castlevania Symphony of the Night. The game's been redone and remade over and over and over. But yeah, now for the yeah. NES. Uh, we've, so on... we've seen it. We saw it recently for the uh, the Genesis slash Sega Mega Drive. We did. Um, someone, was, someone was still working on that demake, and it's coming along nicely. You know, for the first for its first time effort. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only a matter of time until we saw an NES thing, and I almost feel like it's. Uh, Forgive me, because I think this is going to be probably very wrong, but it always, almost always seems a bit easier to go back to 8-bit than it is to the likes of 16-bit, because you're not just demaking something, you're trying to make that stuff fit onto a cartridge, whereas 8-bit, you kind of know what you've got to work with, there's mm. less, less involved. Um, so this one just feels like it kind of, uh, kind of should have already happened. Yeah. Whereas the 16-bit one, I'm, I've got my close eyes on. So I want to see whether it would be, uh, you know, good enough to have been released in the 16-bit era. Whereas I feel like this would have passed as like a, an NES game, whether or not it would be like one of the good ones or not is remains up for debate. But... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, what well, I will tell you, a little, uh, little backstory about me. <laughs> I got reached out by a company who's... Um, Selling something to do with Castlevania, um, a very very cool thing. I can't say too much yet because actually it got um, it's been pushed back slightly. And they said, "Can you are you doing a Castlevania video? Because if you do, we want to sponsor you." Because I'm getting starting to get a bit known for Castlevania now, which I wasn't expecting uh, to happen. But um, you know, my Castlevania complete history at the beginning of the year, and then uh, this uh, the ports video I just did at the beginning of the month. Um, yeah, they've been pulling in some good numbers. People like my me talking about Castlevania, and they said, "Hey, if you do another one, we'll sponsor you." And I'm like, "Well, look, honestly, I don't really think there's much else to talk about." So thank you very much who's ever made this because I think there is now something else to talk about. Uh, we're talking next yeah. year in, in January. In January, so I may uh, show off this awesome Castlevania thing that this company are um, uh, showing off. And uh, oh look, they've also Dre has also made an Atari twenty six hundred style remake as well of the original Castlevania. Um, oh, let's have a look at that. Let's have a look. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's play. Here we go. There's, there's got to be there's got to be a video in like just Castlevania demakes remakes and all of that. Wow, that actually looks wow. I mean, you actually, remember it's re- somewhat decent. Yeah, it doesn't look terrible. I mean, it does. You no, know, for an but... Atari twenty six hundred game. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, there we go. Hey, so yeah, guys, um, Street Fighter two and Castlevania Symphony of the Night have been demade or are being demade into uh, uh nes games um and you can also get the original castlevania on the atari 2600 oh. aren't you lucky <laughs> i think you're lucky i think you're lucky yeah ah yes very good very good now grizzly yes mike is being handed over to you my friend for this one right it's so you, uh, you. as we all know uh the n64 is kind of my second uh second favorite uh, game consoles. So, I hope you'd know that by now. You know, mm-hmm. we've done enough of these. I think, you know, we get to know each other a bit. And at this point, the N64 is uh, kind of a popular one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go for Dan, but I think he's uh, explained well enough. Many, I'm, many I'm, I'm currently looking through this Mega Drive game I got recently sent while you talk about the N64. Let me know okay, when you're done. You 
You go ahead with that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Polymega um, is a console where you have different modules that allows you to plug cartridges into um, into one like base unit. Um, the base unit has a CD drive built in, so it can already emulate things like PlayStation, 32X, um, Mega CD, anything that's CD-based up until the 32-bit era, including Sega Saturn, which is also awesome. Also awesome. Uh, upscale it to 1080p and be able to play it, um, play it uh, physically on your lovely new 4K or 1080p TV. Um, so they're adding an N64 module, which allows you to plug cartridges directly in. Um, and this is significant to me uh, specifically because w- the biggest problem with playing N64 games on modern displays is it looks horrible, absolutely horrible. And it didn't look too great when it was on CRT either. Um, and let's just be honest, that's just uh, the problem with, you know, RCA or composite dis- uh, consoles before. Super Nintendo has got, also got a similar, um, similar issue. You're trying to upscale a 240p signal into 480p, and it just does not work. It doesn't work. Um, so this is something I'm really hopeful for. Um, I'm hoping that the compatibility is really good. Um, we're already looking at 90% compatibility, which seems to be faring a bit better than what Nintendo Switch Online is offering currently. So fingers crossed that this is the N64 clone that will replace the need to you know, completely mod an N64. How's that, Dan? You feeling good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think so. Yeah, what you, you look said. like you're enjoying that Mega Drive game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Demons of Astborg, Astroborg, Astorborg. I'm excited to play that. I'm excited to play that. <laughs> but yeah, something about N64. I agree with the words you said. Probably. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. It's a good thing. Um, it's the thing that's put me off for the longest time, um, and I, I, I don't know if. HDing an N64 would make me want to play it more um, because I, I just don't like the way N64 games look. Um, but being able to play them like this, I mean, it's, it's an investment, you know, getting a Polymega is like a £450 investment. And then I think you'll find the modules are about 80 quid or something like that. Yeah, um, you're looking at £500 for all of the current modules and mm. the console, which doesn't seem too bad in the grand scheme when you think that they're $80 each. Um, yeah. But it also does feel like that price is somewhat inflated. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Um, Four hundred and fifty dollars uh, there, uh, eighty per eighty dollars per module. It's, it's it's an extreme amount of money to pay. But hey, if there's people out there that are interested in this sort of stuff, and there definitely is. I mean, it's the N sixty four. There's no point joking about it it's one of the most beloved systems ever uh and also the one that struggles the most when it comes to emulation still uh you know like n64 emulators i think that was one of the first emulators to be built that i'm i was very keenly aware of Mm -hmm. um and it's still struck people still struggle with it even goldeneye uh you get like black skies in on certain levels because they just cannot get it right and um i mean Proof to the proof and point is that Nintendo Nintendo themselves have struggled with emulation for the N64. If the Ocarina of Time fiasco recently is anything to go by, it's just yeah. I I really want to play HD N64 best way possible, and I would absolutely kill for the ability to uh, pl- plug in my original N64 carts, of which I've got about eighty. 
So this is purely built for people like me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, fair play to Polly. Uh, if they're able to pull this off and pull it off right, then nothing but a good thing. Definitely nothing but a good thing. Um, it, it, it's, it's the logical next step. It really is. Um, so let's let's hope they continue on with this and we, we can start getting all, all future systems as well. Uh, get the Dreamcast in there, all that sort of stuff as well. It'd be nice. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Now, you know who I love? I love Antstream. Antstream are sponsors of this show. I do sh- uh, I do little um, uh, 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 tournaments every every couple of weeks or so, uh, where you guys can actually win badges. I'm a little bit behind sending some out, so if you are waiting on some, I defeated Slopes Game Room badges. Woo! Here they are. I'll be sending them to you very very soon. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the latest bit of information uh, with Antstream uh, they've been they've been in the headlines quite a lot recently. But they've been busy. They're a busy busy company. They have, um, well, they are now on the Epic Game Store, which has sadly rubbed a few people up the wrong way, and I'm not 100% sure why. <laughs> I know people yeah. out there are not the biggest fans uh, of Epic, or some people are not the biggest fans of Epic. Um, myself included, I don't even have Epic Games uh, uh, on my computer. I don't have the storefront or whatever you want to call it uh, on my computer at all. I just don't. I'm, I'm a Steam user and I, I continue to use Steam. The fact that it is on the Epic Game Store, though, in my opinion, is nothing but a good thing um, because it's just another way to play it. I don't like the Atari VCS. I think the Atari VCS is one of the worst things to, to happen uh, to gaming. Um Yet you can play Antstream games on there if you want. I suppose it gives them something to do if you've got an Atari VCS. I've got I have no interest in that whatsoever. But the fact that you can, it's just more people getting to use the Antstream service. So, hey, yeah. how, how is that a bad thing? I, I don't understand well, it, what the hate is. <laughs> it isn't. And the, the main reason why people don't like the Epic Store, from what I understand, is that the... Um, when Epic Store first came out, they made a lot of exclusivity deals. They did, they did. And um, a lot of it came at the expense of people who pr- already pre-ordered certain games on Steam. I mean, the biggest Shenmue example 3? that comes to my mind is Shenmue 3, yeah. yeah. People were expecting a Steam copy. It was advertised to include a Steam copy, and then it got suddenly whisked away from them by mm-hmm. the Epic Game Store. And people just don't like separate launches for things. But I think as time has gone on... Um, Epic has kind of wormed its way into the PC gaming marketplace, and you know, for better or worse, um, people have come to ex- to accept it. Um, I know I've got Epic Store. I don't really use it personally. Um, I'm one of those people that likes everything in one place. But yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm I'll go in there when they're doing a free game deal and play a bit of that. So yeah, I mean, and and hey want to play games and you don't use steam and you use epic i don't think anyone in my chat would be uh, an epic user over an steam user but for whatever reason if you are you can play Antstream on it now and you can search me up dj slope go and follow me i will follow you back every time i log in i have to go through and follow all these people back and um if you see a tournament with my face on it my stupid face that I put in my videos all the time of me drinking out of the fa- uh, out of the <laughs> the cuphead mug. Um, you'll be able to challenge me, and if you get to the top of that leaderboard and you are my friend, then I will personally send you a badge. It's just a cool little thing that me and Antstream do. Um, I I really really like the service. I, I I play these games myself live, so you can see how laggy they are for me. They're not. Um, 
uh, I, I, like I say, I enjoy them, and um, also they, they they sponsor me, so I like them even more. <laughs> um, but hey, they're on the Epic Store, and I think it's important to to let people know that there are yet even more ways to play uh, that service. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That is nothing but a good thing. Zombie Trash says she loves my face. Zombie Trash, you don't love my face. You're making me blush. No, don't. Or either that or my my awesome Christmas jumpers getting a bit too hot. Woo, woo. Zombie Trash, uh, what are you doing to trash, me? Zombie Trash, is Grizzly going to get it? Are you talking about the Polymega? If so, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we might do a stream. Yeah. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly, possibly. Hey, I, I, don't get me wrong, I'd love one. Uh, and I may even start buying N64 games for it if that did happen. I'll tell you what does make it nice is the fact that I know the N64 isn't um, uh, uh, region free unless you mess around with it. So this sort of thing would obviously, I assume, be region free. So that would be a cool yes. reason. And to... also uh, fan translations. That's Ooh, one thing yeah. that... Sorry, I know we're bringing back the Polymega. The, yeah, but the previous topic, yeah. One thing it's really good at is uh, being able to put, put in a Japanese game and immediately be able to download the English patch for it. Mm. That's a win. So absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, you know what? That is topic number five, five done and dusted, and that's all the topics, kind of. Yes. Because the next topic we're going to be chatting about is, go on, Grizzly. What is it? It's a it's a qua. It's what they call a qua, I believe. There uh, we Q go. Q and A. Yes, I'm going to ask Dan some questions. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. You know, I've not, I've not, I, I had a brief look, but um, mo- this is for the most part new, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'm a busy boy. I've been working on taking the complete history today, uh, uh, for the last couple of weeks, actually. And um, that's been taking up all my time. So uh, I haven't had a lot of chance to, to prep for these, but hopefully I'll do a good enough job. Hopefully I'll do a good enough job. <laughs> I don't like the way that Ice Furno just said, here we go, finally. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ice Furno. <laughs> sorry, dude. Uh, right, okay, so uh, I'm, all of these questions come from the guys uh, guys and gals over at Discord. Um, thank you very much for dropping your questions in. Uh, if you have any further questions that you would like to ask, feel free to pop them in the comments and then I'll read them out uh, as and when uh, I see them or when we when I can get to them, um, just yeah. make them good. Absolutely. Right, and so... uh, Michael Towns, yes, I am indeed teching my time with that tech and complete history. Abuya. Very good, Michael. <laughs> Very good. Go for it, man. Right, so starting off from Mantis, uh, what are your thoughts on the new Sega-powered magazine? Uh, I believe this is in relation to a recent Kickstarter. It is indeed, it is indeed. So I... Um, I have the first issue of sega mania which is another magazine i backed another sega magazine back in the day um uh that was created by the sega nerds guys i believe it was um uh hey more sega coverage these sort of things end up getting a lot of exclusive interviews from classic people so that is the main reason i would look at them uh, rather than seeing people review Hey, let's review Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Okay, yeah, sure, you can review Sonic. You know what I mean? It's something we might have heard of before a few times. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great. It's good to have these sort of things happen more often. In fact, let's actually have a look at the Kickstarter itself. Uh, Kickstarter, uh, Sega Powered. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. What do, what do you think? It's, 
it's it's looking good. I mean, it's got a lot of the original author authorship of the original Sega Power magazine and mm-hmm. you know DC UK. So it's it holds a bit of uh, credence in that respect. And I believe I know, or at least I've spoken to the uh, Gray Fox uh, fella who is running all of this, mm-hmm. um, and they've got good pedigree for their like documentary series of books and you know just fantastic authorship in general yeah um what i like about stuff like this as as dan says is this is where all of the um new old news uh comes to comes to bear and then of course you have the homebrew scene who get like a really healthy look into uh you know they they finally get the airing they deserve in, yeah. in print form Sure. The only thing I don't like about this kind of thing is that a lot of the information is stuff we've already seen. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot of padding with with like news and articles of games that have already been covered, like some some of which been covered really well by Dan um, in the Complete History series. Um, but also just like it's essentially starting fresh, getting them. Um, getting people into all of the Sega stuff again, which I'd, it's a good and a bad thing <laughs> in certain ways. So yeah. for, a, for a Sega fan, yeah, kind of seen it, heard it, done it. Whereas someone getting into Sega for the first time, this will all be nice and fresh in a really interesting way and uh, to to learn all of it. But I'll definitely try an issue or two, see it, how this goes. It is a strange thing because it's people like myself um, you know, like hardcore Sega fans, obviously, that are going to back this. But be- if you are that sort of person, for the most part, you would know a lot of what's going to be in this magazine. So it's really down to the people that are running it uh, or writing it, sorry, uh, to be able to make as much fresh content as they can. Um, that is hopefully stuff that we don't know about, uh, or just you know, interesting articles with the people that worked on the game, stuff like that. That that's that's. That's the stuff that I'm yeah. interested in because, like I said, I don't want to see another review of a, a Virtue of Fight or whatever because it's stuff that you can see and read a thousand times over. Um, yeah. One thing I will say is that it looks very, very well uh, presented. Uh, you can tell a mile off when books or magazines or whatever is be, uh, are being done by a someone that isn't a professional in the field. These do look. If if these were pages within a retro gamer magazine, I would believe it. They look that good. They look very professionally done. Um, and uh, I mean, I've got books on my shelf. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to call anyone out because I don't want to, you know, embarrass them or whatever. But you're like, wow, this kind of looks like yeah, just just little things like the the, the font size, the, uh, the the font they use, you know, like the spacing or sometimes the quality of the images, that sort of thing. Um, it. it, it shows the difference between an amateur and a professional and this does look professional uh so yeah they've definitely got that going for them as well definitely 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 um yeah that's there's not much else more that i can add on it no thank you very much mantis cheers buddy yeah now uh we're talking about kickstarter vitas varnas he's a hardcore kickstarter uh backer absolute legend of the uh uh, the kickstarters this man backs a lot of stuff a lot of stuff, and he's got some questions. Go for it, man. Right, so, uh, yeah, from Vitas Farnas, uh, do you personally regard the original Xbox as the Dreamcast 2? Um, yeah, I understand what he's saying there. Um, they obviously had the exclusives, didn't they? Your, your crazy taxi freeze and all that sort of stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, uh, Panzer Dragoon Order, Outrun 2, that sort of stuff. It, uh, Toe Jam and L3, um, and probably others that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. The old Sega GT was one of them, one of the packing games. Jet Set Radio Future, of course. Almost forgot that. Um, to a degree, uh, but they definitely did venture out to other of uh, 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 other companies as well. I mean, I remember at the time, a lot of people would have looked at things like the GameCube as the place where Sega went. Um, obviously, yeah. not not retrospectively, but definitely at the time. I mean, because that was where you was getting your, your your Sonic Adventure DXs and stuff like that, and and Sonic Adventure Two Battle. You know, like these slight enhanced versions. Even though I wasn't a fan of super slick shiny Sonic compared to the original Dreamcast look. Um, but yeah, I mean, hmm. it felt more like a continuation to me. Yeah. Um, so you had like, there's definitely a lot of Sega DNA built into the Xbox. I mean, the controller, uh, the Xbox three, the Xbox original Duke controller wouldn't exist uh, without the Dreamcast pad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about the same controller with an extra stick. That's basically the the Dreamcast uh, to Xbox pad, mm-hmm. um, and then of course the, the the general like idea of Sega moving forward. Um, I feel like the Sega franchises were so, sort of divided up uh, mm-hmm. by its competition. Xbox taking the more edgy adult orientated titles in the form of Shenmue, Jet Set Radio, Future, and Crazy Taxi. Whereas the PS2 and GameCube received the more like general uh, franchises like Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, yeah, um, it wasn't until like Sonic Heroes, I feel that um, Sonic that Sega really went fully third party because uh, I, I believe the the sto- as the story went, and I'm paraphrasing here, so forgive me if I'm wrong. But um, when Sonic Heroes was about to be launched as an Xbox exclusive or an Xbox slash GameCube exclusive, right? Um, Sony said, "If you don't release this on our console, then you will never release a game on the PS2." Wow, I need to look into that. That's interesting. I, I believe there was a bit of a bit of that kind of story behind it. I and know that, um, that PS2 version was so rushed. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I'm, I'm forgetting the guy's name, but the guy that was in charge of Sega at the time uh, went on to obviously uh, Microsoft. Um, he, um, uh, I remember that, him. Sorry, is that Peter Moore? Potentially, uh, I, I know what he looks like. I just can't think what it, his name is. If I, yeah, I'll put the face to the uh, uh, a picture of his face, <laughs> name to the face, whatever. Um, I remember he, he, his his discussions of walking around trying to to get in with these companies like your Sony's and your and your and your Nintendos and your Xboxes, and him saying that Xbox were the people that were um, the, the the people that were, had the, the the biggest you know hands open you know allowing for Sega to come in and, and and they were a little bit shunned a bit with Sony and and Nintendo. I suppose that's quite a humiliating thing you know to do. I yeah. know as a fan it was humiliating because I had my Nintendo. Nintendo fans and I, I've said the story before in a few videos but I remember um I got what was it it might have been I think it was Super Monkey Ball which obviously originally started as an Aomi game on in the arcade so it was obviously going to come out on the Dreamcast if it had much more of a life which obviously it didn't it had a very short lifespan that the, the sorry the Dreamcast not the GameCube um so when it was released on the GameCube and I remember seeing that Sega logo come up. That's beautiful. The greatest logo in gaming. That lovely blue Sega logo just come up and then it faded away. And then it said Nintendo. 
that was the moment for me that I realised, ah, yeah. oh, they're dead. Like they're, they're not, but like the consoles, oh, they're not a first think, party anymore. I think my first moment was when um, there was an exclusive uh, Sonic game on a Nintendo platform, and that was Sonic Advance. That was the moment that Sega ceased to be in my head, even though it happened like years before. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it was the first time that you saw like they've they've truly crossed over now yeah. into this whole third party thing. It, um, there was the, the silver yeah. lining was for the GameCube Monkey Ball was when um, uh, a lot of magazines were saying this is the best launch. I was like, yeah, have that Nintendo. Yeah, better than all your and stuff. And then, <laughs> and then, then you had like stuff like F Zero, which was you know oh. classic. I mean, it was the, perfect. Uh, I mean, Sega. Sega know how to do racing games, arcade-like racing games, better than anyone else. They are the best. Yeah. So, giving them an arcade racer, Nintendo giving them an arcade racer, that was fanta- That was a fantastic move on 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 um, uh, on, on Nintendo's part. Bloody good job on, <laughs> from everyone because they. I'm not going to re- smash. I'm not, I'm not going to repeat that comment, Vitas Farnes, but I know exactly what you're talking about. The old esports saying: "Get that." Out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter Moore. That's the one. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So, hey, um, I, I, I think you nailed it, actually. Um, I wouldn't have said it myself until you said it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, no, I do agree with that. It, it wasn't um, uh, It wasn't the Dreamcast 2. It was very much a continuation of the Dreamcast because the Dreamcast had such a small life. It, it, it was literally a couple of years before it was announced. It, yeah. not the announcement that the system was gone it was announced that the company are bye bye like whoa okay I hate, I hate to say it so bluntly but there will never be a Dreamcast 2 gotta say it guys no. Sorry. Uh, Dream, uh, and the Xbox is probably the closest thing so yeah good shout because it had some good exclusives uh, good Sega exclusives that if it wasn't for the, the, death, the death of the Dreamcast we would have originally seen on the Dreamcast in fact I have behind me a prototype uh, version of toe jam and l3 for the dreamcast that plays on the dreamcast it has like most of the levels done so but a lot of it was just port that crap over you know um obviously monkey ball uh, on the gamecube um I, i've said them already obviously shenmue coming out on uh, shenmue 2 sorry coming out on the xbox i have a very weird version of that for the um for the uh, dreamcast actually that uh takes the audio from the xbox version and puts it in the dreamcast version because if you remember correctly shenmue 2 on the dreamcast didn't have audio but the xbox version did um but someone's managed to actually put it into the dreamcast one so it will continue it, it, don't you love modders <sighs> yes. yeah anyway next question right so a couple more from vitas Farnas. So i oh, think okay. it's going to be relatively quick um, so for another film session, because uh, just to let everyone know, as part of uh, Dan's Patreon on Discord, uh, every now and then he likes to throw a little cinema night. Yeah. Jump in and talk uh, talk crap over movies that you can find on YouTube. Next but, one will uh, be Tekken because I'm running a bit behind. But yeah, we're going to be doing a Tekken one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Vitas has asked whether we could watch a crowdfunded feature film. Oh, mate, I'm well up for that. I'd have to get you to, to, to suggest some. But I remember yeah. always looking in those categories and there were so many movies that were like a bit B-movie, a bit crap, in all honesty. Um, not to be nasty, but like, you know, like sometimes intentionally, sometimes not intentionally. Um, you know, like they're, they're those sort of very low budget movies. And I think they would be quite fun to watch as a movie night. Yeah, that's a great that's a great shout. Definitely. I, I think that calls for a new Discord uh, chat, which is movie night suggestions. Oh, yeah, that might have to happen. I think, 
I th- I think that's I think that's a, a given. So, thank you, Vetus. Uh, yeah. And then lastly, he asks: um, Cadicarus, Scar, Fullhu, or Glenn Plants? Would you ever plan to do any collabs or podcasts with these fine YouTube gentlemen? I've spoken to Scarfulu not in a long time, like uh, uh, years ago, but I have spoken to Scarfulu, uh, and I have collaborated with Cadicarus, and I have collaborated with Glenn Plant. He's actually provided a lot of the N64 footage for my videos. Um, uh, I think, even though myself and Cadicarus don't make the same kind of content, um, he's a lot more... Um, you're watching the content for him, I feel, whereas for myself, you're watching the content for what I'm able to provide for the history piece. I mean, hopefully people watch it for me as well. We'll see. Cad <laughs> um, Icarus, he's a character, you know, you know, like a, like an angry video game nerd or what have you. And um, he's always been, even though, like I said, we don't make the same type of content uh, in that regard. Uh, I don't copy his style. I actually think that, He's one of one of my earliest influences in in, um, in in the YouTube space because he's such an insane hard worker, and that's what I take away from his from his work. He is one of the hardest working people, definitely within the UK, uh, but on YouTube in the gaming space. And um, yeah, big inspiration in that, in that regard. And um, you know, he uses the same editing software I do, or he definitely did. I don't know if he still does. Um, and yeah, Scarfood is a guy that you know, like I said, I've reached out to him and we've chatted before. Um, in fact, from what I remember, I think we spoke. Um, and this was a good way of me contacting a lot of YouTubers that I had never spoke to before, like him, uh, my life in gaming, and there were some other ones as well. I think Rivez. No, I think I spoke to Rivez beforehand, but I was able to contact these people at the beginning of oh, it wasn't blip what was that knockoff youtube that come and went um oh yeah that is it's something like blip.tv isn't it it was it wasn't blip it was something else um i'm looking in my finished videos because i actually made an introduction for it uh my intros what was it what was it uh vidme vidme because everyone was starting afresh on vidme and we all had like not many subscribers or followers whatever it was back then you was able to just message these people and uh it was just really easy to get them to talk to you so i was like messaging these million subscriber channels and like huge channels and they were just like instantly chatting to me that i hadn't spoken to before and it was a great way for me to get into contact with these people and uh yeah me and caddy uh scarfulu um uh met up uh i'm not met up so we, we chatted a few times on there I don't, like i said a collab never happened but um yeah i'd like to work with him um and it'd be great to get more people on the podcast that's for sure um yeah cad sure. icarus we've we've been on um on uh on on stage together we did a panel together once actually um and and, and along with his sister um juice who got the juice um I'm trying to think who else was on there. Oh, Did You Know Gaming. That was when I first met Did You Know Gaming, and I got to work with them as well. Done a couple of videos for them. Uh, I think two, three videos for them that helped the channel greatly. Um, when I when I got, I'll tell you a little story. Um, Cadigris, he was there with his family, so he went off after the after the panel, and he went off and spent time with his family back at his hotel, whatever he was he was doing. I think that's what he was doing. Um, where me and Did You Know Gaming uh, went to the pub. And I was there with one of my uh, one of my close friends, a guy called Smiley Dave, who's he's a gamer, but not like to our level where he's just like obsessed with gaming facts. He just likes to play games. And we went to the pub, and it was me sitting next. So it was like me on one side of the table. 
Did you know gaming on the other side of the table? So there's two guys there, uh, Daz and, and Greg, and then Smiley Dave sitting next to us, um, sitting in between us. And um, it, we, we were just getting there, getting a little bit drunk, and just bit by bit, I was like, yeah, but do you know this game in fact? Yeah, but do you know this game in fact? Yeah, do you know this game in fact? And he was just sitting there like looking at us, <laughs> watching us just like try and out game facts each other. Uh, sometimes it was pretty much every single time. Yeah, but do you know this? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, no, 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 not that. And then I would say the same thing that, yeah, but do you know about this? No, 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 not that. This. And it was just, it went on and on for hours. I feel sorry for him, but I think he enjoyed himself. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> No, Shane wasn't there. I've I've uh, had the privilege of speaking to um, uh, Shane before uh, from Digino Gaming, just just Daz and Greg, and I, I was very lucky enough to actually uh, write a segment for their region locked book, which I have up there. Uh, I did a uh, um, talking about the un- unreleased in the West Seaman uh, games. Which I stupidly called Shenmue on my Sega interview recently. I held up the. Seaman I noticed. I said did. Shenmue. I... <laughs> I was going to message you. And say nah, that, it's fine. You realised it afterwards. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. <laughs> Who's got the next um, question? So, 44K Panda asks, oh. have you guys ever played Sweet Home for the NES? Nope. Uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm aware of it. Uh, I mean, that's the predecessor to the likes of uh, Resident Evil, isn't it? It's the... Uh, yes, I remember seeing this. Survival I'm seeing that, um, yeah, the imagery here. Uh yeah, I've, I've heard of it. It's an RPG, so um, it would have been... Oh, yeah, look at that. And that's as far as I would have got. Uh, I yeah. believe I've seen it in a, uh, a video of some sort, potentially. Maybe I did something for Larry where I brought this game up. Uh, yeah, that, that's, as, that's as far as I've got. I've never played it, no. No, sorry, 44K. I uh yeah I apologize if we lose any sort of gamer cred uh for not having played that one. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Uh P Ferreira asks having spoken to Sega Europe, do you think Sega will do more with their forgotten IPs? <laughs> um I think they will. I always go back to the fact that like the second or third video I ever did for my channel, in fact it'll be even earlier than that now cuz I had to delete my first ever video. Um, was how I think Sega should do what Nintendo do, which is Sega does what Nintendo don't know. I think Sega should do what Nintendo does. And that is, um, at the time, Nintendo always brought back their classic gaming franchises uh, by, in in some cases, if they weren't doing it themselves, they would get other companies, like Sega themselves with F-Zero. You know, they would get these incredible companies to remake these games. Um, uh, Retro Studios did the Donkey Kong Country games better than, I think, the original Donkey Kong Country games for the Super Nintendo. You know, those games were good, but I think the Donkey Kong Country Returns and Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze, uh, I think they're better than the uh, uh, 2.5D new Super Mario Brothers games. But yeah, they, 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 they keep their old franchises alive not not all of them like we haven't had new ice climbers in forever which is probably not the worst thing in the world but even things on like nintendo land um you had that balloon flight game and stuff in there they, they, you know they show a lot of love to their classic franchises and, and then there was a point when sega weren't doing that um sega have now uh started to do that over the last several years 
Street Fighter 4. Um, um, uh, obviously, Sonic Mania was the big one. Um, uh, so, yeah, did I say Street Fighter? Streets of Rage 4. Uh, uh, Sonic Mania, and, and obviously, you've got the Panzer Dragoon games uh, being remade. There's House of the Dead coming out. The, yeah, that, so, yeah, I think they should. They don't tell me this stuff. Um, I'm very upset that they didn't tell me about Streets of Rage 4 before it happened. Uh, although I do remember, I do fondly look back at that time when um, I heard about that and it blew me away. I was very excited. From time to time, they do tell me things, but not recently. Not recently. Um, I think I remember uh, the fact that Choo Choo Rocket was coming out just before it was announced, potentially, maybe. Something like that. Um, and I knew about Virtua Fighter. Um uh, that one they that one they recently done five years in advance, uh, but then they forgot to tell me that it was actually coming out. Otherwise, I would have got a complete history in, in, in the works and got that done. But um, unfortunately, I don't know anything that's coming now. I don't think. I don't think. Um, but no, I think they should. I think they definitely should uh, do more, uh, and I think we will see more. I think we will see more. The obvious ones that come to my mind are things like Rice Star. I would love to see another Rice Star. I'd like to see another thing like Game Ground as well. Like I think Game Ground could work really well, even on a mobile phone. I know that's blasphemous to say on a retro gaming podcast, but Game Ground would work on a mobile phone. Um, if you know that game, you'll know what I mean. Um, yeah. Um, I'm very surprised they haven't ever shoehorned columns into Puyo Puyo Tetris. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. Puyo Puyo Tetris columns. I'd like for that to happen. Um, what else is there? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, Space Channel 5, that got redone. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, they, they suggested as such that they're going to look at older franchises, mm. so fingers crossed. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. But I'm, mm-hmm. I I don't have direct relationship with uh, Sega, so I'm going to leave that one <laughs> to the experts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so next, uh, Ice Ferno. Hello, Ice Ferno. Finally, Ice, your Ice turn. Ice Ferno. Sorry. Finally. Um, what's your favorite Yuzo Koshiro soundtrack outside of his Mega Drive works or Genesis works, if you are? Uh, he. Oh my God. I'm, please don't say I'm getting this wrong. He did the audio for Sonic the Hedgehog on the Master System. Which is stupidly iconic. I'm pray that he did that. Oh, he, uh, I know he did Shinobi for the GG, Shinobi GG for the Game Gear. Sorry, um, yep. uh, and obviously uh, the original Shinobi music is some of the best he's done. Besides, obviously Streets of Rage. Um, mm, what other ones have he done? Uh, obviously for the Super Nintendo Act Riser, and I know he done some of the E's. I remember watching a DJ set of his, which was actually a really bad DJ set that he had on YouTube once, and he started his set off with E's. Uh, YS E's. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to add on there, if I'm honest. Um, so he had a small stint on the likes of Kid Icarus Uprising. That was quite good. Um, oh, I didn't know then- he did that. I remember really enjoying that, actually. Okay, I was, I was unaware that was him. Okay. Did some arrangements for Super Smash Bros. Uh, Persona Q. He's done quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, There's a racing game, um, Wangum something, uh, that uh, that's very trancey, which I'm assuming is Ice Furnos. Um, is that Wangan Midnight Maximum? That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is good. It works for the game. Um, 
but the game itself doesn't really look that appealing to me. <laughs> but it's very, very trancey music. I think if I was if it was 20 years ago, I would have been all about it because I was like a trance head. I love trance music. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a biggest trance follower now. I love a lot more techno-y trance stuff if I'm ever going to check that sort of stuff out now. Uh, but I can imagine Ice Furnos all over that sort of stuff. Um, other than that, uh, I'm just going to look on his wiki page here, see what other things he's done. Um, he's a part of Shemmy 3. Of Shemmy 2, apparently. Hmm. Uh, not to forget that he's uh, working on the likes of um, Terra Enigma. Um, he wants to uh, get that brought he back. Does. So at some point he, he does. He does work from there. Uh, uh, Streets, Streets of Rage, Rage 4. 4. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I just saw one here. No, no, keep talking because I'm going to lose it. Oh, he's done some yeah. music for The Takeover, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, then you got Sega Genesis Mini. That was the one. That was it. I love the menu music on suit uh, on that. That's awesome. That's awesome. They smashed it out of the part of that, that Mega Drive Mini and Genesis Mini, whatever you want to call it. Like they smashed Much it out of the part. Than those Nintendo ones, yeah. Ooh. And I love it because it was it, it it gave me that you know like we've grown up. Sega versus Nintendo isn't a thing anymore. I've got a Nintendo console behind me, and I've got more games on that console, the Switch, than any other console. Any other. I love my Switch. But it is nice to just get a little tingle of Sega versus Nintendo. And then you got Nintendo release the Super Nintendo 20 games plus one extra. Play, uh, Sega release the Mega Drive Mini with 40 games plus two extra. And it was like, there's no way. There's no way they did that. Um, Like, randomly. That was done in retaliation to Nintendo. That was taking us back to the Sega versus Nintendo days of Super Nintendo and the Mega Drive slash Genesis. Definitely. Uh, definitely, definitely. In the right way, too, by just being better. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. I was so happy with that. Oh, makes me happy. Makes me happy. <sighs> mm. Right. Mm. Good so, one. good one. I'm Cheers. not sure if you want uh, to answer. Sorry. I'm not sure if you want to answer the next one, uh, but this one comes from Chev Matic. What was the purpose of all of those FIFA games Dan bought and showed oh, us? Oh, God, yeah, ago? yeah. I need to finish that off. Oh, look, I think there's uh, oh, no, it's winning 11 advert that's being played. Um, uh, I can't say too much uh, about it, but um, you bringing it up was reminding me, yeah, I need to, to finish that video. It's just a silly little one-off video I was going to do, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. <laughs> Give me You're time. Give me time. So the answer is, Chef, you'll find out when you're older. Um. <laughs> zombie okay. trash says i'd love to go to a rave where dj slope is spinning the beats mate i'll tell you what we need i'll, I'll definitely do oh can i do it before the end of the year i'll try and do a dj set um on on discord or something um for you guys so just get over onto discord and I'll, tr I'll try and get one done okay definitely definitely uh I'd, 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 I'd like to get back on the decks my decks is set up right next to me they're right there they're, they're actually under video games but yeah i'll um i'd like to to get back on the decks for sure It'll happen. It'll yeah. happen. So uh, next up from Cinemod, who is a constant collaborator here on the Discord. He often provides uh, some great uh, topics for us to talk about. Faux show. Ask, any retro or Sega YouTubers you guys recommend? Oh, I mean, all the obvious ones. I still think people like Kim, um, Kim Justice, when she does video game stuff, does the best uh, gaming documentaries out there because, uh, in my opinion, she does a lot of stuff that i've never heard of um i will say uh when you work on a lot of 
gaming documentary stuff sometimes you do need to try and switch off because you're just going to lose your mind so unfortunately i don't watch as much as i would like to because you know i'm going to spend eight to ten hours a day looking up video game stuff i don't want to end the day looking up more video game stuff um however i will find time for people like kim justice um because i do like her content even if it you know i'll watch it a week or so later whatever um I, I like uh, Sega Lord X. I know it's a bit more of a personal thing rather than documentary. I love the Digino Gaming guys. They still tell me stuff that I don't know about in gaming. Obviously, Larry, uh, Nostalgia Nerd. Uh, you know, those, I mean, they, they, these are the obvious ones I like to, 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 to bring up. Um, what other ones? What other ones? Uh, it's, it's a real shame because, like I said, I don't list, I, I, I definitely watch less YouTube now um, as of that type of YouTube now as, as a content creator than I did several years ago um in fact the stuff i like looking up now is i like looking up a lot of movie stuff uh, i like looking up a lot of um i'm obsessed with theme park history so i'm always looking up what defunct land's doing and 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 some of my other yeah theme park friends and, and i talk to a lot of those guys as well which is pretty cool uh people who know that in the early days the reason why my url on my channel was called dj slopes room is because i was going to have more than just one game uh, one more than one room i was going to have slopes game room and slopes animation room and slopes theme park room and all these other rooms um uh, until I realised that, that that that's pretty killer for the uh, <laughs> algorithm. That is. Um, who else? Who else can I recommend? Oh, loads of, my life in gaming. I think Rerez always does really good stuff. And I'm, I'm really talking about the big people here. I, I, I tell you what, I really really like a very underappreciated YouTuber is um, uh, Jimmy Happer. I've always got time for Jimmy Happer. I will always watch what Jimmy Happer puts out because he's someone that talks about um, uh, retro arcade uh oh sorry retro um uh japanese stuff that i just don't know about i mean, you know didn't grow up in japan never been to japan so it's quite nice to hear that i know he talked about um an aliens game i'd never ever heard of for the msx and talked about it in length that was really interesting oh, there's, there's, there's so many i mean if i look through my subscriber list uh which is what i'll do after this i'm like oh i didn't bring up that one i didn't bring up that one i didn't bring up that one um uh wrestling with gaming um puts out insanely high quality documentaries um yeah there's, there's a lot of people there's a lot of people yeah just a couple on my list. Um, we've got the likes of Matt McMuscle. So like oh, this what of course. Happened yeah, series. there we go. Yeah. Um, I get a special little uh, giddy little thrill whenever I see his intro play because it's got one of my videos in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's Sorry. awesome. Still name drop. No, that's cool. No, yeah, um, we've chatted. I've chatted to him a few times. He's, he's a really good guy uh, and, and he does fantastic content. And I was very happy the day that my face popped up in one of his videos. He's done a little like... Uh, let's go back to the beginning like an American version of an English guy doing that and I was like thank you so much nice. <laughs> I love that um, yeah. love LGR uh, Lazy Game oh Reviews. my god um, yes yeah probably one of my all time favourites how did I not mention him carry on carry on uh, and then you've got the likes of Glenn Plants, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. If you've watched uh, N64 content and you're a fan of the N64, darn. Um, it's a must. It's a must. I'm, I'm not, but I, I still love watching his content. It's a must, for sure. And then there's one uh, one in particular that I want to give a big shout out because I'm a really big fan of their content. It's some of the most slickly like edited content that I've ever seen um, and some of the greatest 3D work I've seen on YouTube. And that's Stray Fox. Um, so Stray Fox does these uh, little Sega documentaries. He did the history of Sonic 3 and Knuckles, the uh, uh, Streets of Rage and various other ones, you know, maybe not as um, 
not as in depth as say like the complete history, but he he tends to go into a lot of detail about individual games, and I believe he gets someone else to narrate the video. Yeah, well. he's he I think he's the... European. Unfortunately, even people like you know um uh, uh uh that pixel thing, you know, like these European voices. Uh, I, I suppose a certain people around the world it can be a little bit more harder to understand what they're saying um and uh unfortunately it does it it does turn off people and it's this whole would say that but that is the truth of it yeah. so uh yeah he's done the right thing he, it, for, for a channel that wants to grow he still makes fantastic content regardless if it was yeah. him or not so yeah that's a good one good like one. his 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 uh best his best video um you know in terms of like numbers is the making of street fighter and mm-hmm. it's got eight hundred and forty-six thousand views, oh, and that's, that's not right. nearly enough. Mm. Um, definitely good. worth checking out when you get a chance. And that's Stray Fox. Stray Fox, absolutely. Uh, very, very high quality content, very much so. And take, it takes his time putting it out as well. Definitely, and that's that just proves like it's quality over quantity. And P Ferrer, you are right, mate. Go and check out Steaker. That is definitely one you should go and check out. Steaker is fantastic. Um, uh, I tell you what, there is a couple I will mention that I've been speaking to recently, smaller channels that I want to give some love to. Uh, go and check out the channel. Uh, new one for you guys. You heard it here first. Crisp, Chris B. Crisps. Crispy Crisps. Oh, that makes sense. Crispy Crisps. Yeah. Um, I'm not subscribed. Oh, I'm on my second. It took me a while to work that one out, didn't it? He essentially does the complete history. He does the complete history, but he's done the history of Katamari Damacy, uh, the history of Ace Attorney, the history of Gradius, the history of Battletoads, history of uh, I've done Battletoads as well. But Willie Beamish, he's he does he essentially does the complete history. Um, but he uh, very very small channel, one thousand subscribers, definitely definitely worth uh, checking out. Faux show. Faux show. Uh, I also want to give uh, some love to. Um, oh my god, I'm so bad when I'm put on the spot. I can never remember names ever, ever, ever. Um, Blast processing. Annoyingly, he's called himself Blast processing because I think his content is fantastic. But he, uh, when you call yourself something like that, your name's not ever going to be anywhere near the top because Blast processing is something that's already easily searchable. But Search for Blast Processing and then change your search filter filter to channels and you'll find him near the top. He does brilliant uh, documentaries. Uh, another guy called Ben does great stuff. Really, really good stuff. Um, and there was one other person I wanted to say and I can't think who they are. Ice Ferno does good music. You should go check out Ice Ferno. I don't all right. know who else that person was going to be. What? I was going to say because they've changed their icon on Discord and I can't find them. Rewind Mike. Go show some love to Rewind Mike. Because he's good. He does good stuff. He does some uh, editing for me sometimes as well. Um, that's why I chose him to do editing for me because I like his content. Um, there's the historic historic nerd. Ah, oh, I could go on and on. They're all starting to flood back now. Now, when, when you start thinking of one particular YouTuber, you think about all the people that they work with. You're like, oh, okay, all these people, all these people. So yeah, there, there's a lot of people you can talk uh, can talk about, but there's some there for you to go check out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, which non-Sega IP needs to be brought back, in your opinion? Oh, wow. Non-Sega IP. Uh, really challenging down here guys I want to see Twisted Metal come back 
Undone Right, Heart of Darkness. I want that coming coming back uh, in the style of Ori and the Blind Forest. That'd be good. Yeah, some Heart of, of Darkness. Games. Just some of that Eric Chahi style thing. Yeah, I'm just looking at my PlayStation games. Um, loaded the Loaded games. They they would work in this day and age. I love the art style on Loaded. It just they're horrendous to control nowadays. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, Bishy Bashy games. We we love mini games in this house, big time. WarriorWare is always like, oh yeah, new WarriorWare games coming out. I would lose my mind just as much if a new Bishy Bashy game comes out. Um, I don't know who else. Um, I would pay a subscription service to Konami for a Dance Dance Revolution, uh, uh, PC thing. That would download all new songs and make them all look pretty and stuff. I can put it in my dance machine in the garage. I'd have that. Um, I don't know. Like, there's probably a million others. Dizzy! I'd love more Dizzy. Can you think of any others? Banjo Kazooie. Yes. Yeah, I've heard they're all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just another blast call would be nice. Um, I know I'm going through Rareware on N64. You've got PS1, I've got N64. Um, Jet Set Radio. A new Tony Hawk's, like a new, new Tony Hawk's, not like HD remaster. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. That would be really, really nice. There's one, 1080 snowboarding. Yeah. They really missed a trick. Because in the last generation, they could have released like a HD remake of 1080 snowboarding, called it 1080p snowboarding. Damn it, <laughs> that was brilliant. I I I I, I think SSX is for me. I was more of an SSX guy than a 1080 guy. Uh, I mean, you had your N64, I had my PlayStation, obviously. But um, uh, I, I would say SSX, but the latest SSX, as good as it was, was not SSX tricky, and that was its biggest problem. It was good, but it wasn't SSX tricky. Um. I don't know what else really. Uh, a, a, a new proper new Castlevania would be like right up there. I would be loving that. Yeah, the last time they tried wasn't so hot though. Let's be honest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So there we go. There's some there's some non uh, Sega IPs for you. <coughs> Excuse right. me. Right. Okay. Uh, so Mike, your boy Towns asks <laughs> if wait, you wait. could make. If you could make a video game, what would that video game be? Um, Don't give me a cockpit answer now. You can't just say a fun one. No, no. Um, I don't know. I would want to make a mix between... I'd want it to be a Castlevania because that's like my favourite style of game. Uh, 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 sorry, Metroidvania is probably better. A Metroidvania-esque game. I love those games. Or in the Blind Forest, uh, obviously the Metroid games, the Castlevania games. I just love them. I love them. Uh, Cave Story, as short as it was, good fun. I, I adore Searching Back Through. Uh, Hollow Knight is unbelievably good. Um, I was a massive fan of SteamWorld Dig. I thought that was fantastic. Um, you know, I, I love those sort of games. But I would mix them with precision platforming a la uh, Super Meat Boy. Uh, something to that effect. Something like Meat Bo- Super Meat Boy or um, 
uh, at least you know that, that that's Celeste. Sorry, uh, that sort of thing. I'd be well up for that. I, I like the. I, I've always I was always a fan back in the day when you played a uh, Mega Drive game, uh, most of the time a platform game. And what they would do is they mix in different elements of other genres of games. So. I remember it blew me away when I played Toy Story for the Mega Drive and there was a Doom level, Doom style level, you know, like a first person shooter. It was clunky as all hell, but it was really cool. Um, there's a game called 1988X, 1980X, um, and uh, that is a story, a game where you just put your headphones on and just listen to story. And every stage is like another classic Sega franchise. So there's a bit where it's a bit like Outrun and there's another one where it's a bit like Streets of Rage. And it just and the story just continues through it. It's, it's a really short game and it ends on like a... Um, uh, 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 what's Not Final Fantasy, what's the Fantasy Star? So, so, so I'd like to blend a few genres together, but primarily at its core, it would be a uh, precision platforming metroidvania with with original characters um and i've just seen an advert up on the screen there for ghouls and ghosts so i'd like a bit of um you know a bit of hack and slash in there because i'm a big fan of that sort of stuff all, all mixed together if done right i reckon that would work um but the, yeah the story would have to be really really good um and i would want it to be westernized to hell um because you know i, I i'm someone that likes disney pixar style animation and that, that's the sort of animation style i would like and that storytelling is the sort of storytelling i would like in the game and i actually think that i know i've brought it up about 10 times in this podcast already but i think that's the type of story that you get from ori when people when you see the twist in that game i'm like that's such a pixar thing to do that and maybe that's why i like it so much i'd like more of that i'd like more than that yeah. mm. And uh, music um, from like my favorite bands of all times, things like Mad Capture Markets, uh, Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. I'd want you know that sort of stuff all mixed together and make this insane, uh, glitchy stuff from Warp Records, like Apex Twin and Square Pusher and stuff like that, all mixing together to make some crazy soundtrack that would just work. That would work. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> M.E.K., I'm not a big fan of Disney Pixar animation at all. I'm sorry to hear that, Emmy, because they are the best. Mm. <laughs> I, I've kind of been like this harboring this idea for like oh, for a good five years now. I'd mm -hmm. love to see it being made, and I've actually started like writing out like a bit of a synopsis for it because I I really like it in my head. Um, but uh, so I won't go into too much detail because I don't know. It's it's one of those things I want to flesh out and then just give to someone who could make it that kind of thing, or at least look at it and go, yeah, that's neat, and then throw it aside. Uh, but the idea is is that there's a catastrophic catastrophic event um, which is basically going to cause the end of Earth. No, um, and the the idea is he's got to like put together the escape plan to get off Earth, and it's partial simulator, partial management sim where you have to um, essentially create like the best uh, best crew for the mission, the best ship. Um, manage a budget try and get everything up in the air and then also have to deal with the politics surrounding the fact that the world is going to end so think plague incorporated mixed with faster than light um but that's only like the first half of the game um the second half is when you're actually in space and all of the decisions you've made beforehand uh as to the variables of what happens when you go into space so 
on one run you might encounter aliens it might just be really far out or you might encounter like just these catastrophic events that can happen in space or you could spend generations where your crew uh based on their genetic makeup and how they are um you know how they operate as a family structure whether they get to live generations down into the mission and it's all about handling how those generations essentially keep the mission going until you can find life on another planet um that's kind of the real like small part i've had so many ideas of what you, what the variable variables could be mm-hmm. but that's a cool love idea. That idea in my head yeah it's cool for i'm only joking by the way emmy she's saying disney pixar can't beat studio ghibli uh or any other um uh sorry i went up then uh studio ghibli uh, or any Japanese animation studios, in my opinion. Hey, it's because you're into uh, Japanese anime, and I will I will admit that Studio Ghibli do make I mean, incredible looking films. There's no doubt about it. Um, I've enjoyed the obvious Spirited Away and 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 you know Howl's Moving Castle and stuff like that. But for the most part, when I've tried watching those films, um, uh, the uh, films outside of those two, a lot of the time I'm just like, will you just get on with the bloody story? Like as cool as the animation is, it's a bit like, come on, yeah. come on um but yeah uh and i i i'm talking to a load of anime people here there's p Ferrer. i'm not a pixar fan <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna lose this battle in here but hey i'm gonna go down dying on this shit because i think they're the greatest studios in the world disney and pixar um i i, I and it's down to the storytelling as well i think they're some of the best storytellers out there ever ever <sighs> there we go Rainer, i tend to prefer pixar that's cool that's cool. It's all, it's all kicking off in the comments. It is. I'm um, sorry, but I'm not at the same time. <laughs> Michael Downs, it's Deek or nothing. Ding, 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 ding. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to find that. Uh, Deek intro. Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone has. Let's get the volume right up. Dick. <laughs> Right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just think oh. I just caught it on the why uh, end of the stream. Um, right, so we got uh, four more questions and a couple more that's coming through Sorry. Discord. So let's try and I think we're going to need to fast track these. It's getting rather late. Isn't it is. It? Sorry, wow. sorry. No worries. Um, any sort of demo? Sorry, this one comes from Chatman. Yeah. Uh, any sort of demo hard to find or outright lost games you have always wanted to get your hands on? Mm, I don't know off the top of my head I mean I, 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 I was searching for the longest time because I was sure there was a oh, I can't even think what it's called I don't have like a complete history on it um, the snake puzzle game for the for the Dreamcast um, snake puzzle game complete history um, the complete history uh, what was it? What was it? Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'd love to see some of the um, early, the, some of the prototypes, if they even got to prototype prototype form for the, some of the unreleased Pac-Man games. That'd be really cool. I'd be up for checking out some of that. Uh, of course, I'd want to see um, at least in some kind of playable form if there's anything to do with any of the Streets of Rage stuff that ever got off the ground. Like I know there was that. Um, mock-up that uh, sucker punch i believe made it might not be sucker punch but one of the studios made uh that ended up getting leaked and i i'm still in two minds whether it's 
was pre-rendered footage or actually gameplay footage. Uh, it could be gameplay, potentially, uh, even if it's only one street that you just sh shoot down, potentially something along those lines. Um, I'm not sure what else, if I'm honest. Um, hmm. Yeah. Can you think of any? Uh, if I was going to pick one, it'd be Sonic Extreme. I'd love to see some oh, original, of actual, yeah, yeah, actual like uh, demo stuff. Yeah, that yeah, that's on my list. I still feel like there's a lot hiding mm -hmm. uh, out there. The game I was trying to think of, the snake thing, was called Sega Swirl. Um, there, I read. There, this is where a lot of people will say when you're making history videos, you can't just go to Wikipedia. You can't go to Wikipedia. You're right. You can't. You need to go to your your trusted sources and whatever else. But I guarantee that you guarantee you for the most part, when you go to Wikipedia, you will see something written there. You're like, hang on, I haven't found that anywhere. A lot of the time, there'll be sources for what um, is what they're talking about underneath, so you can at least work on what they're what they're saying, uh, so you can actually see if it is true or not. And most of the time, it is. Um, but I remember seeing. So here's two examples of how that works and how it doesn't work. I remember there was, um, I read on the Zool article that there was a Zool free or something to that effect. Um, and I was like, what the hell is this? And then I, I went to a few forums and I was like, yeah, it's bullshit. There's, there's nothing in that regard. Or whatever Zool version they were talking about, like an arcade Zool or something that was written in this Wikipedia. It was a lie, basically. It was either someone had heard it wrong or put it in there or it was a joke. Um, but then I also read that there was a Sega Swell too. And I couldn't find any information about the Sega Swell. So I actually ended up reaching out to the guy that... Um, uh, that made Sega Swell. He's like, oh yeah, it did exist. Here you go. You can have a copy of it. So I am one of the only people in the world that has a copy of Sega Swell too. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's one that I got. I remember that, that that was bugging me for months, potentially years. Um, I'd like to see some of the prototypes that didn't make it on the 32X. Something like Echo the Dolphin. That would be quite interesting, even though it probably oh yeah just essentially the mega cd version of echo the dolphin with a couple of pre-rendered cutscenes uh in 32x style so not even that great um but i'd be interested in seeing some more stuff about that um did mr nuts hd ever come out in the end i don't uh, think it did I don't, don't think it did no well there's that i'd be interested in finding out a bit more about that and i would like to see um uh, those games, as we talked about earlier, for the Xbox uh, that were originally designed for the, uh, or originally at some point designed for the uh, Dreamcast, I'd love to see them in whatever state they're in, including Scud Race. Um, but again, that was just uh, for demo purposes, it's believed. Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's probably where we're at with that. I can't really think of any others that off the top of my head. Um... Yeah, mostly just Sonic Extreme for me. Mm. Um, right, and then another question from Chatman. Is game collecting something you would still recommend to newcomers with how expensive and difficult it has gotten? Yeah, 100%. Because you don't have to jump in and try and get those crazy obscure £1,000 PC Engine games from the get-go. Uh, or at yeah. all, potentially. I'm never going to buy those games. Um, you, you, you know, at the end of the day, for the most part, good games are still around about you know like you, you most of the time you're not going to be spending more than 40 quid which is what new games are anyway um and legendary games that fully stood the, stand the test of time uh your streets of rage your sonics and, and your marios and whatever else for the most part you can still get them uh at that cheap price and sometimes cheaper um so i think it's still definitely worth going in and getting those games if you can and uh, and it's easier than ever um you know with systems like the um 
uh, who, who poly polymega that's obviously quite an expensive system um analog analog you know there's people out there that would want to buy an analog over whatever current gen system there is and yeah I, I, you know it's not that expensive to buy some of the greatest games ever made for these systems yeah i i still think it's definitely worth doing um uh, and and I, I'm in the same boat. I'm not going to be spending tens of thousands of pounds on some shmup just so I can play it fractionally differently on the original hardware. Um, and, and, and you know, <laughs> because honestly, you're not going to notice. Like let's be let's yeah. be honest and blunt here. You're not going to notice. Yeah, um, I'm I'm in two minds about this to really answering because I'm very much a video game collector, very much like Dan. Um, one of the things that is a very easy trap to fall into is going out there and buying one of everything and yeah, just yeah. constantly collecting for the sake of collecting. The best way to go into any collection is with a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that be collecting all of the Sonic games or all of the Mega Man games. Or even the games what... that you had when you were younger that you don't have anymore. That's that's the one that most people go down. I want to get my original collection back. Yeah. It's very, it's a very slippery slope. There's a lot. There's more things than ever to collect these days, and it's you can easily find yourself just going down a rabbit hole and having too much stuff and nowhere to put it. You know, mm. stick to what you like. Try to stay within the confines, but also don't be afraid to try something new every now and then. Um, yeah. and you know that's my 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 goal for collecting was always you know pick out the stuff I, I liked and pick out the stuff I wanted when I was a kid that I could never afford. Or I think that's where I'm at as well. Me. Definitely. Yeah. And, 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 and take your time of it. Take your time of it. I remember when I was younger, the games I had were the games, you know, I really saved for, you know, like whether it be a birthday or a Christmas or me saving my own pocket money. And I ended up accumulating like what, 50 Mega Drive games or whatever during its life. Um, something to that effect. Uh, and every single one of them, minus one or two, uh, were games that I, I, I researched, you know, well, this is going to be so good for me, you know, that sort of thing. And, and they really meant a lot to me. Every single one of those games. Um, when I regrettably sold all my games, um, you know, for an upcoming system, um, I went through a phase of just going to Bootfest and just picking up any game I could find, any game I could find, uh, and it got. And because I wasn't uh, putting them on shelves because I didn't have the space back in my first place I moved into in a flat I first moved into, they, they would end up going in boxes and, and just stored away in, into an attic. Uh, and it got to a point where I was buying games multiple times because I didn't realise I had them. Um, there's no connection to that. Uh, in my opinion, I mean, hey, maybe you want to be that person, but in my opinion, I'm, a, I'm in a much more healthier space now. I end up getting rid of them all because I end up with several copies of Echo the Dolphin. That's one I always remember. Um, now, if I want to play, if I want to buy a Mega Drive game, um, I, I'm, I've started a new collection. I'm buying Mega Drive games from for the uh, Japanese Mega Drive games, and I just buy them one or two at a time, or if they are in a bundle, I can find you know I'll get a few. But um, I never really for the most part, buy a game that I'm not interested in having uh, uh, or, or interested in reviewing for whatever reason. So yeah, like, just get them as you want them. It'll be you, You'll feel so much more connected to your collection um, and you won't spend a lot of money in all honesty. You'll, you'll spend some, but no more than buying current gen games in, for the most part. For the most part. Some games get into triple digits and that's when it gets a bit humming in RE. I, I've said it before, yeah. the game I want the most. Um, there's two... There's two Japanese Mega Drive games I want that are really expensive and I still haven't got them. <laughs> I want Sonic and Knuckles, which is my all-time favorite game. I've got the the my the original PAL 
version here, which is fine. But if I want that Japanese version, yes, yeah, like 120, 30, 50 quid roughly. Um, and and what was the other one? Uh, Splatterhouse Free. I really want Splatterhouse Free, uh, and that's that's about the same. Uh, I'll get them one day. I'll get them one day. But I'm not in a rush. No need. Yeah. No need. Yeah. So likewise, looking at the same thing. So me and Dan share the the our favorite game of all time, which is Sonic Three and Knuckles, and you know. Uh, Dan would want the Japanese version, which is mm-hmm. fair enough. Um, I'm quite happy with my UK one because that's the yeah. one I'm nostalgic for. So it's different strokes, isn't it? It's yeah. it's what it's what you like and what kind of confines you want to put, whatever confines you want to put on there. Mm-hmm. But it just needs to be right for you, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah, for sure. Do it because you want to do it. Do it because you enjoy it. Don't just buy it to collect. So. Yeah. Right, so two more uh, we have from iQuail. Um, so if you could pair a developer and a franchise for a game, what would it be? For example, uh, iQuail would look quite like to see a 90s era treasure doing something cool with Power Rangers or Super Sentai, a Carmen Rider. Yeah. What's the name of Way Forward? Is it Way Forward? They're the people that did Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done like Batman Brave and the Bold and they've done like Boy in This Blob and stuff. Yeah. Those guys, I want to see them do Rystar. Like, yes. Rystar's only ever had one game. I want them to do it. I'd also like to see .mu, .emu, whatever you want to call them. Um, I'd like to see those guys take on Comic Dome because I don't think he's ever had the, 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 the. Even that first game, it was good. It wasn't great because it was so little game. Um, but everything about it, the style was incredible. I'd love to see them do that. Um, there's two. Um, in a weird, twisted, strange, crazy world, I'd love to see someone, I can't really think who, um, redo Michael Jackson's Moonwalker from the Mega Drive. That will never happen. Um, um, who did um, Who did that? Was it? Crank? No, not Crank. Um, no, Crank was the movie. What was Shank? I'm thinking of. Oh, that yeah, that was a good game. Um, Clay, K L E I, and they also did um, <clears throat> they did a ninja game. Oh, they they'd be good with a Shinobi game actually. There you go. There's three. All obviously, obviously, uh, uh, Sega related. Uh, and I'm okay with those guys taking on those particular franchises because, in all honesty, um, I want Sega themselves to do Monkey Ball. I want Sega themselves to do uh, Crazy Taxi or whatever. I, I, I don't want them going to other companies. But those franchises, I'm all over those ones. There you go. What about you, Grizzly? Yeah. Um, I would like a Sonic game that is based on those Rayman music levels from Legends. Oh, they're good, so- aren't they? Rhythm action game based on classic Sonic tunes as you run through each level, uh, jumping, uh, fighting badniks and all of that um, as you as you run. I think that's a match made in heaven, and mm-hmm. I'm annoyed that that concept hasn't been used more since Roman Legends did it because it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And if anybody wants to see what I mean, um, look up the Black Betty level on uh, Rayman Legends because it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I uh I always imagine the future of 2D Sonic to not be Sonic Mania, but I'm happy we got Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania is a fantastic game. Uh, I've completed it multiple yeah. times, but I always imagined it to uh 
almost go into the realms of what Wario Land, Shake It, Dimensions, or whatever you want to call it, uh, went down, where it's like animated and it's like hand drawn or you know something like that, and it was, it was a bit more like crazy and things are flying in and out of the screen, and I I, just, oh, I think it would look really nice like that, but they, they they've gone down the the two D route or even worse, the two point five D route. Um, so yeah, but hey, I, I'm happy with what they did. I just didn't expect that to be the future of Sonic. But I understand yeah. for nostalgic purposes. Yeah. Is that the end? I see. No, not yet. Not yet. One more. Go so on. this this one is actually quite a nice one to go out on because uh, I feel like uh, we, we've never really explained. So uh, this is a long question. Um, I'm not sure how to word it as a question, but a bit of background on how the podcast came to be in its current form would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Early episodes seem to have a bit more of a phone-in type feeling with a bunch of people chipping in, but then settled for more co-hosting format, which is the structure that you're now listening to. Um, and he and uh, I was very nice and saying uh, finds it better and easier to follow. Yay! Um, I guess what I'm asking is, so he likes the, he likes this style compared to what it used to be. You're saying, yeah, yeah. How okay, how how did we meet? That's uh, me and Dan. And why did we decide to do a podcast together? Um, like- yeah. Okay. So, how did we know each other before we met at EGX? Yeah, so we, uh, I kind of, I've been following your stuff on Twitter and YouTube for, well, I think near since the Echo video. Yeah, long like last time. First iteration long, of it, long yeah. Time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a good five, six years now. Got to be. Must be. Yeah, uh, and I, I kind of just rear my ugly head every, like all the time. Um, when I'm a fan of something, I like to support it, and then, uh, yeah, I just. I I then almost kind of worked my way into seeing how can I help? How would you? How can I help you do what you do? Um, and then I think that started off with uh, being moderator on Discord. Yeah, and then we were chatting met. around for ages, weren't we? Just like genuinely chatting, and we obviously saw each other. At, um, was it EGX? EGX. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we hung out for and a then bit. There. And then after that, I think it was just a few months after that, we you started doing the podcast, which was the original format, um, mm-hmm. where we just kind of where you just invite just about anyone, uh, YouTuber <laughs> or otherwise. Yeah, it was um, it was a very much a Patreon thing in the first day. So I was like, "This is what we're going to chat about. Who wants to join in?" Um, and uh, I mean, I understand it. A lot of a lot of patrons and YouTube members are, are really here for the main channel content. So most po- yeah. the people that would join in would be most of the time the same several people <laughs> minus one or two give or take but um yeah we're like you know what uh let, let, let's actually turn this into a real podcast a real proper thing um you know we, we, we it took us a little while to get the structure down um uh, a lot actually over the last year but i think we're i think we're a nice i mean th- this has been a long podcast but yeah um, yeah this is i think this is our longest one to date by the way so potentially that says blow the blow the party poppers and everything because uh, it's half eleven. Oh, yeah. But no, um, yeah, it's 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 been really good. I think um, when when it all started, it was just like we kind of picked uh, one topic to talk about. There'd be like six or between six and eight of us all talking about the one thing. And yeah, that's like will the amico? It was fail like really bad. It was really obvious stuff yeah. when it like um, that was one of them, wasn't it? Um, I forgot about. Yeah. That. I need to go back and listen to that. That'd be interesting. Um, it was just like your favorite game or something really really basic questions underrated games overrated games you know yeah, just like, yeah. stuff like that um 
and now it's just kind of evolved into right how do we turn this into a regular thing and that's when you asked me to come and help out mm -hmm. um and then i i started off with essentially building the topics out and then i went on to just start doing the thumbnails and then that's where we're at so yeah we just, the uh, audio editing on the podcast if you're listening to that that is grizzly's work yeah oh, uh yeah. yeah so it's just been good and i'm glad people are still sticking around listening to it today so absolutely absolutely ah well guys i think we've reached the end of the podcast and i'm going to do that outro pretty quick because this has been a long one but i've enjoyed myself yeah. i have indeed too uh yeah i'm gonna sleep well tonight <laughs> <laughs> i've got to but actually I, record I really something for a video it. that i promised another channel that i do i would do and then i realized how wow the podcast starts in half an hour i can't do it now and i was gonna do it afterwards so i'm gonna get straight on with that um but uh yeah guys i've really enjoyed myself thank you all so much for hanging out if you're listening please do give us a review or a uh, a little star rating however your, your podcast service uh, operates and uh, yeah that really helps us out um maybe maybe let your friends know all that sort of stuff uh we, yeah. we want to continue growing and we are continuing to grow and it's because of you guys doing all of that awesome stuff that's allowing us to continue to grow so thank you all so so much um and uh yeah uh like i say also go, go check out grizzly go check out grizzly's awesome stuff that he's doing over on instagram he'll leave a link down below uh, and in will. the chat if you're watching live as well um because that's also something that's worth checking out. Yeah, and likewise, uh, if you're, I've seen a lot of new faces this week. It's been great to see everyone, uh, like joining in with the podcast uh, in the chat, or you know, if you're listening to um, listen to us on the podcast platforms, do drop into the Discord uh, because things like we've mentioned earlier, like the movie suggestion thread and the more Q and A. Uh, the only way we can do more Q and A's is if you ask those questions. And I oh, know yes. there's still a couple hanging over from today. Um, so do make sure you join in and ask those questions. Stick them in YouTube comments as well. I'll, I'll have a quick nosy at those. Um, but yeah, Discord is where they will definitely get added in. So make sure that you're in um, so that we can see it all. For sure. So thank you all guys so, so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you all for hanging out. It's been a good one, but we are going to end it here. So much love, everyone. DJ Slope and Grizzly signing out. Hopefully, guys, See you, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time